0: Hey guys, this is Jim Garrity, president of JimFlix, the backup movie library for Netflix. And you are listening to the Radio Shorty
1: Podcast with my son and hero, DJ High Kevin.
0: Like right when we jump into this stuff. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, the Radio Shorty Podcast with DJ High Kevin with our man Glenn Roush today. (laughs) What's Uh, up, fellas? What's up, man? So uh, we were just talking. I Literally, you jumped in. And we started talking about how awesome it is that you get to have the same backdrop that your wife has for the show. And you were you just you had ju- you were just doing like a little point thing. Um, so okay, I think yes. I think I remember this because she was putting up God, she did like a poll on which, yes. oh, which I forgot wallpaper about she that. wanted to use. That but was I around think,
1: skunk watch time, yeah. So around yeah. skunk watch time. She was doing a poll about the wallpaper. So yeah. uh, for your listeners, this was our guest room. Kevin's gotten to stay in here before. and used to have shelves. So she took the shelves down and she told me she wanted to put up wallpaper. And then she went to Instagram to get input on the wallpaper. And, uh, you know, wild enough, like she, uh, I'm going to tilt this for a second. Yeah. She, like, took an Ikea piece of furniture and repainted it the color she wanted. And then <laughs> with it. this wallpaper, there are mushrooms and beetles
0: bugs, beetles
1: like, that's what i remember it
0: being about yeah and there
1: are be like there are beetles all over this thing all um over. it it's just wild i i i like it it was just the funniest thing for jennifer LaForce roush to tell me she was gonna get was wallpaper with mushrooms and beetles
2: yeah
0: that's <laughs> If, I, I very specifically remember like the Beatles being like the the hot thing. Was the other one she was looking at like also had bugs on it or something like that? Uh,
1: it did. It was, uh, and the funny thing was like, kudos to her. Like, I'm, I, uh, I love that woman. She this actually wasn't the winner because people thought I think that was the story. This wasn't the winner because people thought it was going to be weird to have Beatles on the wall. Um, the other one was pretty wild too, though. But yeah, this was the one that didn't win and uh <laughs> she did it anyway. and she did it anyways because she liked it so much.
0: Bro, that's that's home ownership one oh one. At the end of the day, when you ask for help, do whatever the hell you want, right? Uh,
1: listen, home ownership one oh one for all of your listeners is that home ownership is overrated. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that rent going up sucks, um, but having to repair things in your home sucks as well. So home ownership is at least a tiny bit overrated.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, we have not had a garbage disposal for over a year and a half now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, just, we literally just haven't used that bay of the sink. It's like, like, yeah, just, this is going to be for drying pots, you know? You can't, you wait, can't call wait, the landlord. Wait, wait.
2: No, I got no landlord.
0: Uh, Shorty, yeah, okay. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Okay, just, yeah, like, let me just go fix it.
2: We just go fix hire it. somebody to fix it. What? So
0: I did. Uh, this is how. How is this the second like show in a row that we just have talked about anything but what we normally talk? But I love fine. it. We talked about movies with Dave Lander last week, which was hilarious. yes. Um, and now we're talking about home ownership real quick with you, bro. So this is great, um, Shorty. Well, so what, what? What's up, Shorty? What's going on over there? What are you? What are you? What are you thinking about?
2: Well, my car the works. First off, so. I don't know what I would do if it didn't work like like garbage disposal and dishwasher I, I was watching a show yes it's a reality tv show let's not get into it but they were like yo they were like do you have a dishwasher and she was like no I don't either and I'm like how do you how do you function in life without a dishwasher like or a garbage disposal like it's it's Nah, nah, bro. It's wild. Well, I, I get done my waffles, man. I uh, either syrup all over the plate. I throw it in the dishwasher. I hit run. Dude, oh my god, I'm here. like, I'm
0: I'm freaking out just hearing you say that. <laughs> like,
2: no, I've I've not touched a dirty dish other than sticking it into the dishwasher.
1: I
0: wow.
1: I do the dishes mostly at our house. But that's a recent uh, development. My wife about a year ago said uh, she made some comment about that she hated doing the dishes, and it was like, okay, she hates it. I'm gonna start doing it all the time,
0: dude. Um, dude I love that.
1: But,
2: See, this is how Glenn is the husband of the year because I've been like, well, you better get used to it. Like, you know, you, we got, we got, I got to do them sometimes. You got to do them sometimes. Like this, just how it works. But
1: well, she, Shorty, uh, for to be fully transparent, she does the bulk of the cooking. Like you, you put ingredients in front of me, and they're just gonna sit there because I don't know what to do with them. Not, <laughs> um, I, I'm she does the bulk of the cooking, and so that was kind of our deal was. She's going to do the bulk of the cooking, and I'm going to clean the dishes. Um, now, with that, where I was going with that, Shorty, with is like, I, I'm as bad as, like, uh, I try to avoid using dishes. Like, now I don't use my Yetis anymore because I can't put them in the dishwasher. And so now, like, I'm like, damn, if I use that Yeti, I got to hand wash this stupid thing.
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> which, which for a, like, a $100 thermostat, or th- thermostat, for a thermos, for a Yeti, <laughs> like... I should be able to put it in the fucking dishwasher. Like why Wait. is it? Why can't I just put the damn thing in the dishwasher and Yeti, wash it are like you every using other dish that you can't put in the dishwasher? It'll say on the bottom of it like not dishwasher safe.
1: It's the it, yeah, I mean you can, but it's it, it, I think it's one of those deals where the heat of the dishwasher cycles dude compromises the the integrity of like the the insulation.
2: Okay. Listen, I so, understand the podcast has turned into like GE Appliances right now I know, everybody's
1: tuned out I'm so sorry, there's all these DJs that are like This dude yeah. is the guy that has La Force Entertainment, what in the world are we listening to?
0: I think this uh, I is think, Why okay, people like you know.
2: us though Right? The, I think this is why they the, like it the, the, Just like the dryer The dishwasher should have different settings It needs like a fluffy setting You know, it needs like a <laughs> 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 It needs like yeah. it, a delicate give me
1: a delicate <laughs> give me a delicate mode. i like it
0: okay before we start talking about laundry too okay let's 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 move into so we have to to thank, meat and potatoes here. so we have to thank the spon- that was like a
1: transition here. to thank the sponsors like you uh you go on official Spotify is going to start locking us out making us listen to an ad
0: bro yeah
2: yeah, yeah we'd mean, like to so thank everybody at uh, ge appliances Lowes.com, <laughs> where you can get 15% off of the promo hey, code dj hi kevin if
1: you guys could get that i would be absolute cheers to you if you start getting fortune 500 company sponsorship like
0: let's, yeah.
2: let's go <laughs> I,
1: I i'm pulling for you yeah you I, will,
2: appreciate the love don't think it's gonna happen i don't think anyone's from lowe's or home depot is like you know I think we're gonna give those guys a try
1: uh seeing as we have already covered that kevin is not re- is leaving things in disrepair at his house i think they're probably uh I don't know. Maybe they would sponsor it. Who knows?
0: That's because I need them. I need yeah, their help.
2: Here's you know? the thing: like Lowe's and Home Depot should go to Kevin and be like, "Well, hey, you, you know, you, you, your dish, your dish, or your your garbage is broke. Like, we'll give you a free garbage disposal for ads." The issue is we don't have four million listeners like Joe Rogan. That's just the kind of little difference there. That's all I want. That's when I when we first started this
0: podcast, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a free garbage disposal out of this shit.
2: I destroyed a garbage
1: disposal in college. Uh, I was a dummy and put a... We didn't have one at my house uh, growing up, and uh, my first apartment had one, and I let the spoon go down in there, and I turned that thing on. Yeah, so it was not good.
2: We, like, just destroyed it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it stopped Hold working.
1: On. A couple of questions. <laughs> my, my dad, who was handy, came and switched it out, so that was nice.
2: Like Ooh. the the first like when you flip it on, and you heard the clang 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 like real quick. Uh, you are, I, like, oh shit! No, I I, you I just I, were like, I'm gonna leave it.
1: Uh, no, I did I, I did turn it off pretty quickly, but I mean it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it was fully in there. Like it wasn't like kind of sticking down. And it caught the tip. Like it was the spoon was all the way in the disposal. Oh, no. uh, in college, mm-hmm. I sustained on cereal. Um, I ate a lot of cereal, so there were a lot of spoons in the sink.
2: Mm. So you and I are probably the same in the sense that uh, I don't – I'm not a great cook either. Like, I, again, ing- ingredients in front of me, those HelloFresh uh, things that I think like you, Kevin, and Demand yeah. do. Uh, yeah. And even Demand's explained it to me. He's like – I love when Demand explains something to me. He's like, dude, it's so easy. Like, if I can do – like, you can do it. I'm like, I, I can't. I promise you I can't. I'll burn I, the house down. <laughs> I, I applaud
0: you for your admittance of – being like, I could never do that. Um, yeah. There are definitely certain steps that I don't, you know, like I'll jump in like halfway. I do. So, Glenn, I'm kind of the same as you. Like when it comes to Teddy, like first off, I'm just so lucky that the girl likes me, let alone wants to marry me. So, you know, at the end of the day, like I'll literally I'll be leaving meetings and stuff and be like, hey, guys. Yeah, I we're, we're at like 39 minutes. So I just need to get in there and start helping her in the kitchen. So uh, if you guys want to stay, you're more than welcome to, but I'm out of here. Like, you know, like I don't I don't mess around because. I just feel like I need to help. Dude, you your know? listeners I, have seen my wife. I'm I
1: married up. Like I I, I I I married up. I outkick my coverage.
2: Uh, that
0: is the funniest way to say that. You outkick your coverage. I had somebody put that up when I put a picture with me and Teddy up. It's so funny.
2: Well, Nate Nelson said that to me when he when I met him for the first time in Vegas. We were just talking, about Jen and his wife, because Jen was there. His wife. When we were talking about that, and he used that that uh, phrase, and I was like, "Well, that's weird because." He, you know, with the Cowboys, you guys never outkick your coverage. So,
1: <laughs> savage. We've been playing wow. well though lately. We've been playing well, yeah. but who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I I was became aware of it when we first started uh, when we were married, and um, I started taking her to some industry stuff, and well, just kind of around with my buddies and stuff. You know, it was just like, wait, the question I would get, wait, that's your wife? It's like, you know, I'm like, yeah. yes, I know it's, I understand that it's tough to believe, but yes, that is my wife. And, uh, for some reason she does love me and my gingerness. Um, so, you know, whatever. I, I think, I think, you, I
2: think you're, you, listen, the, the, out of the three of us, the one that should be bashing himself on the show is me. That's my job. I think Glenn, you're a very attractive man. You You, know, you have a lot of, a lot of skill sets um, you know, which is why your wife loves you as well. Um, thank you. But that,
1: that was still a challenge. Like my skill sets are, um, they're good for 30 and 40 year old Glenn. Like they weren't attractive when I was trying to date 16, 18, 21 year old girls. Uh, Uh I I had a very lonely, had a very lonely teenage lifestyle. Um, part of that was, uh, uh for those of you that met me you know I'm five nine uh in high school when I graduated high school I think I was 135 pounds is what i when I graduated high school I was a bean paw I was just real scrawny um and yeah no attention from girls and
2: so i mean i was I was a buck 20 and five seven so if you were having issues I was just in my basement playing Dungeons and dragons or whatever those nerds do <laughs> like that's where I was in life so you didn't even know what you're you were playing. You, you know, I actually, to be honest, I don't know what Dungeons and Dragons is. I just okay. kinda threw it out there. Um, <laughs> I just speaking of Kevin, can't you may have having issues dating. Like speaking of basements,
1: I was you know so awkward then. Um, I mean, I still get pretty awkward now. Uh, you know, with my we all, though,
2: like all of yeah, us, we DJs all do. have like awkwardness in us. Yeah. Yes,
1: for sure. And then those of us with ADD, like we get excited. And it you know, where it becomes, I wish I would have understood I didn't get diagnosed till till I was an adult. And I wish I would have understood some of this and understood oh. some of these things to know, like, oh, you're hyper focusing on this person. And and when you're hyper focusing on this person, it's it's like in the cartoons where the kid squeezes their pet until it's uh, no longer breathing.
2: Eyeballs popping. Yeah, right.
1: eyeballs are popping because you're you're hyper focusing. Ah. So uh, I was an awkward kid. I don't blame any of those girls that uh, that that broke my heart for a day or two Um,
0: (laughs) for a day or two.
1: (laughs) I just hope now that they see me on Facebook and Instagram and see that I'm successful and wash dishes for my wife and all the things. I hope they are happy with the choice they made.
2: Yeah, we're gonna tag every single girlfriend you have <laughs> in this clip. <laughs> so it's, that, that's so gonna that be easy
1: because there's not a lot of them, so <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a very short list of tags.
0: Oh man! Well, so I so you talk about like your your time. Let's we'll just call it like the time in the basement, right? Before we hit any level of success in our independent lives, right? So the time in the basement, I do believe, uh, for anybody that's listening to this at a younger age. That feels like, oh, I'm not making it right now. Like, Glenn, would you say that that time in the basement, that introversion time um, contributed to the success that you have now?
1: Yes, for sure. I mean, uh, the, the those feelings that you're feeling, uh, I, I would tell anybody, like, they're natural. We We all feel them in different intensities and about different things. You know, just because I wasn't an athlete, doesn't mean that somebody that was an athlete in high school didn't have, you know, lots of angst about plenty of other things. It's just we're always a our, our perspective is always grass is always greener on on the other side, right? It's a it's a, a way that we deceive ourselves. But no, it um it definitely fueled my fire. Uh, it made I'm, I'm fiercely independent, um, but I, I was a so I was an essentially an orphan. My uh, my biological parents lost custody. I mean, my grandparents raised me. They got me when I was nine months old and raised me until I graduated and went to college, Uh, adopted me when I was nine years old. And uh, so uh, I had to be very independent very early, Uh, was, you know, very driven, um, which I think surprises people because especially here in like Texas, where Baylor is much more of a known name, it's a it's a pretty expensive school. And so people kind of assume that I come from money or I, you know, because there's a lot of rich kids at Baylor. Uh, yeah. and, and I'm the kid that was there on a scholarship and uh, my, my work ethic and mascoting.
0: And
2: mascoting. Oh, yeah, you were there a mascot.
1: You know, I was. Yeah. Started so in high is, school.
0: This is it. This is where we get into it, right? So yeah, So then baby. you become a mascot, right? You gain a lot of confidence.
2: Uh, so. Behind the mask. I quit.
1: I quit football sophomore year. To do theater because I was spending so much time at practice standing on the sidelines not playing. Right. And being so small, actually being okay that I wasn't playing. Um yeah. and I finally I was like, man I don't wanna keep spending three to from three thirty to six out here standing on the field watching other people play. I'm never gonna touch the field. And so I did right. theater and I was just kind of uh you know, I, I don't really Subscribe to people's social norms, so I was always kind of the wild, crazy person. Not really getting in trouble with teachers. My teachers loved me, but um, I was always willing to make my friends laugh. And uh, my calculus teacher, pre-calculus teacher, was the cheerleading coach, and so she she had me in class my junior year, and she recruited me to be the mascot. And wow, I was like, man, me getting to hang out with the cheerleaders all the time, like, yeah, this is a slam dunk. Let's mm-hmm. do. Yes. Yeah, that did not Hell work yeah. out well like I expected. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but that's uh, that's all I think. No, it's not. It, dude, it, it, the mask gets the job
2: out. and then goes home and he's just like, "Oh, okay. I'm gonna have so many girlfriends." And then like six months <laughs> later, he's like, "Wait, what? What?"
1: Yeah, I, was, I definitely realized pretty quickly that I uh, that I had messed up. You know, once the uh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But the first time you get in that costume for 15 minutes and come out just drenched in sweat. Uh, oh my god! All. Dude. <laughs> you completely break down all images of yourself being like attractive and sexy or whatever in those moments cuz you were just yeah. like uh
2: <laughs> i remember so that. you you so you and i have something in common cuz in high school i also and kevin doesn't know this uh i also wore the mascot uh for for football in the winter, I was also Here's a the...
0: mascot in college. So literally, really? all three of us have been inside of a <laughs> Yes, we're <costume.
2: Yeah. laughs> all Here's
1: three the... furries, I... <laughs> aspiring furries. Because Jordy only got to wear his for a little
2: while. We uh, also, I, I was like, oh, I want to be the mascot because they would trade. It would be the half the, the for the half the football game. It would be one you know one person, half the other. And it was a girl I had a crush on and I was like, Oh, I wanna like, you know, just I wanna hang out with her, you know, or whatever and like so I did it for like one night and again I I like it was like the end of the night, like, you know, I was there for two two quarters and I literally remember like taking the hat off and I was like, Fuck this, man. This is too, it was too hot. Like I was drenched in sweat. Awful. The girl was not attracted to me to begin with. So then, like, once I came out of the costume and looked like a, a wet dog, like, there was no way I had a, a shot in hell. So I, I was literally, for one night, the Traveler's Rest High School Devil Dogs mascot. By the way, fun yes. fact, it's the only Devil Dogs mascot in the country. It's the only Devil Dog the in only The only Devil what?
1: Dog. I like it. That's, that's, a right. good, that's a great claim to fame. My first one was, so... I went to North Mesquite High School, and that was the stallions. It was a blue stallion. Uh, and it was funny because it was a blue stallion with, like, a, a cowboy hat on top of the stallion <laughs> and, like, a bandana around the neck. It was a Western-style stallion. Now, Mesquite <laughs> has a f- world-famous rodeo, so I think that was a piece of it. Uh, went from there to being the Baylor Bear, and then the Baylor Bear to being the Minnesota Timberwolf. Um yeah. I
2: got Do the, we have photos of this? Like, yeah, yeah, I can I, I can send oh, Kevin right.
1: some photos. To, to, yeah, yeah, to, yeah,
0: we might have to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely, because you need to see the characters. It would be great to show your listeners the characters, because they are pretty funny. Um, I mean, I
2: essentially, got the, we could just Google the mascot and say it's Glenn. Like, you know, like we don't <laughs>
1: add <up. laughs> That's true, that's true. There is no, there is no way to prove... Which so one is You me, mentioned but.
2: that, Shorty. Can you get a picture of you as the devil dog's mascot? Yes. Well, back in my day, there were no cell phone cameras, so I don't think there's one available. But I could get – I could find just a Just go mascot. get one of the mascots, Shorty. That's uh, the
0: point I'm trying to make. It. Did oh, you so, miss so, the winking? That what the wink
2: was? Yeah, that's oh. what the, like,
0: seizing winking was. Shorty, oh, there, was there's no cell phone photos of me. These are going to be pictures
1: that have yeah. been scanned or taken of four by six that were printed in the the Kodak photo huts.
0: Perfect.
2: It's perfect. Isn't that crazy? We lived in that era where, like, we came up where there was like no, like, texting costs like twenty five cents. You couldn't take a photo of your dick and send it to the girl, you know, in high school. Like, there was none of that. What? Uh, you... and, Kevin, are and... you mailing Polaroids? <laughs> no, for... I just hand them
0: directly to her in school.
1: Well, and to make it even like <laughs> shorter, you're absolutely right. Like, think about it. The iPhone 14 just came out. Okay, we were talking yeah. about this at my office yesterday. Uh, me and my sales team and the iPhone 14 just came out. And so if you go back, quote, approximately 10 years, you know, they come out with about one a year. So roughly 10 years ago, you're talking about the iPhone four and the iPhone four was the one that transitioned from the bubble back to more of the, the flat edges. And think about that, that 10, we've been using a similar this for about 10 years um, Mm -hmm. and that bubble back, like, you laughed when you smiled when I said it because you're like, oh, I know what you're talking about. But, like, that's a decade old.
2: dude. And there are some people that don't remember at all, have no clue. Uh, just...
0: uh, and then, so, like, for the 12, they came back with that flat, like, that true, like, hard edge. And I fell in love. And I was just like, finally, like, my hand works again, you know.
2: <laughs> I mean, what we had to... the Nokia, you know, with the snake oh, wow. on it. Like, I would play Snake in dude, glass. Yeah. My Motorola's, my GPA
1: would have been so much better if Snake did not, if Snake would not have existed,
2: bro. If they didn't put
0: games on the TI 83, I would have been way better off. I spent more time like (laughs) handing, like literally giving people that game and like you know the uplink thing that you plugged in the back. Uh Oh my gosh, it was so ridiculous. I spent more time doing that and like getting people to cheat codes for it than anything in (laughs) that class
2: so bad. I remember putting that game on my calculator and I, when it it uploaded and it worked, I looked at it and was like, this is the fucking future. Like, holy shit, I can, what? Like, I can play a game on my calculator? Like, what even is this? And now, like, we've got Nintendo Switches where you can play Fortnite driving down the road at 90 miles, not driving, but like, if you're a passenger.
1: What will our pocket computers be able to do in 10 more years? Like, yeah. Think of how far they've come. Right. Just the 13 to the 14, the camera is a jump from a 12 to a 48 megapixel, four Crazy. times. It's it's wild to think about what can, they're going to be in
2: ten years. Can can wedding photographers at some point just use their iPhone? It, I don't think it why are we still calling it an
0: iPhone is my question. Why are we even like putting the word phone in this? Like I think I don't that's going to be a phone. uh yeah. I you know
1: uh, it's tough for me really, because they could, they technically probably would their pride allow them to, cause it would be, I guess right. for on the DJ side is, uh, could, could you do you ever professional stuff? event? Well, could you ever profess, could you ever D de- what if you made it more of, could you ever DJ a professional event off of Bluetooth?
0: Ooh. Yeah. That's a great angle to look at it because like, never.
1: You would never because you don't trust it, right? Not necessarily yeah. that the technology couldn't do it, but you don't trust it. And that would be the thing about mm-hmm. the the phones. It's like some of it is just the pride of people looking at them, but then it's also you you don't trust that 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 lack of control.
0: Yeah. The
1: lack the, of control, that is crazy
0: that right? I would that never way. use Bluetooth headphones. Like or even the, when I cut the grass, I don't.
2: The false image of control at least. Yeah. Really? You don't <clears> use Bluetooth headphones when you cut the grass?
0: No, I still use Wired. What? I'm just like I'm just that guy.
2: Do you I AirPods?
0: I, I do. I have AirPods, so like I'll do that. But even then, I don't like I don't know. They don't fit my ears right. I'm such a bitch. Dude, I'm such a complaining bitch. Way. Like
2: at the end of the day, I, like because I'm jealous no like Glenn's ears are perfect and they fit. Like I can't use AirPods. I I gave up. I got the new them. new John though. I think right. No, these are the pro.
1: These are the pro ones. I oh. I had the second one. The second ones and uh, they got lost or stolen. So I'm still wow. using the Pro Ones. The but my kind of everyday headphones, um, shout out to Rob Foray, he turned me on to them, are the skull shocks that they go behind and they're the the bone condensing, yeah. so they don't actually go in the ear, they just sit by it and essentially right. project it into your ears. Um yeah. I love those because I don't have to I don't actually I'm sorry, I don't like having them in my ears that much uh, either. It gets right. really uncomfortable. Um and then the shocks too are great for like uh, when we go skiing, when we go to the mountain, I can wear it under my helmet and I can still hear the music, but I can also hear somebody yelling, you know, that they're on my left or right. So I don't get killed.
0: That would be, that would be awesome for, I ride a motorcycle. So that would actually be perfect for that too. That's the one thing I'll never wear headphones. Like it's, it's a little lonely, you know, it's like driving. You guys ever drive down the road in your car and not have the radio on for more than 60 seconds. It gets a little <laughs> weird. I, I, I get, sadly, I do that a lot.
1: I get lost. I get so lost prevents- in thinking about things.
0: So yeah, after, I, I've met events. a number after events you, you literally voluntarily do that?
2: Uh well so like we okay so we had a wedding three hours away Saturday and okay. I, I had somebody with me so it wasn't like we were like we were oh, just okay. talking so we had the we we had the radio off and we were just like talking but uh if I'm like solo and there's like a m where I'm just like man, I don't want to listen to any podcast, I don't want to listen to any music, I just wanna chill. Yeah, yeah, every now and then. Okay. So I've um my you're one buddy's my
0: one buddy's wife um she said she does this almost like every day like a lot of times she just spends time in the car listening to absolutely nothing. I personally think that's like a big check for a serial killer. Um but yeah. but so now so I help me understand this a little bit because so I have really like you know and I Glenn I know you're pretty ADHD driven shorty you undoubtedly are. Um you know um, like so <laughs> You know, um, so like I just I feel like even when I'm just sitting here typing stuff, like I feel like I need something like not barking in the background, but just like noise in the background. It's like a podcaster, you know, like a, a show series that I'm not even watching.
2: Um So, so yeah. So like when I like when I'm here in the office and I'm doing work and DJP and the whole thing, like I, uh, this sounds nerdy, but I'll, I'll have like Tim the Tatman, uh, which, by the way, represent the shirt today, Uh like, like game, that hoodie. games. And so I have my uh <clears throat> my Echo and I just put it on the echo, and I like it's just kind of like really kind of low, faints. So like I can kind of see it every now and then, but I, I, or if I'm at home working, the TV is on, but I'm not really paying attention to it. But right. I kind of pay. You, attention. Does that make sense? You to? watch
1: somebody. So wait, r- shorty, you clarify. You watch somebody stream?
2: So, Tim the Tapman is a gamer. For uh, yeah, Ball that's what Duke I was thinking. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say. I think I was. I was gonna say. I think I'm familiar with who that is. Um, yeah. that's cool. I hadn't thought about that. That's an interesting concept. I uh. I don't know if I could do that when I, there's certain things I can use music for when I was, uh, so my second job out of college was an accountant. And when I was in the accounting world, I was doing taxes and uh, I used to get comments all the time from the managers and partners. Cause they would come over and I would always have headphones on, be listening to uh, who knows, rap Jay-Z, all the things. And I would just be rocking out and they're like, every time you come over, you're, you've got your headphones on listening to music. And I was like, yeah, Cause these accountants do not talk and the silence freaks me out. Like I can't, I can't <laughs> do it. Is. It's weird. Um, yeah, I, and, I, I needed the noise, but now the flip side of it, I've had to be, so Kevin, you're, I've had to be better with, um, my, so I, I have inattentive ADD. So I have, I have, uh, I have to focus, I have a focus problem. Not so much. a. Uh, while I do get nervous and jittery, it's not a hyperactivity. Um, and I've had to, be better about recognizing like with the TV on, even if it's something I don't care about, a lot of times it can be just too much of a distraction. I'm jumping in and out of what I'm trying to do too much. Um, I've even like started using uh, less multiple screen time uh, because a lot of times I find for me personally, it's easier if I just give myself a screen, I can lock all of my attention into this um, one thing. Now the, the wild flip side of that, though, is for all of your ADD listeners, when I'm hyper focused on, I'm excited, hyper focused on what I'm doing, then I can listen to a podcast and I, I can do both. It's that will, that wild thing. But yeah, when I'm trying to do email, which is a boring task for my brain, um, it, I catch myself trailing off on listening to the podcast. And then I'm like, Oh heck, what was I doing over? And and you just go back and forth.
0: Yeah, no, that's, um, it's really awesome that you say that. Um, so I, I actually have two monitors here, right? So a lot of times I use like the one that I'm on right now, my second one, my white monitor, we'll just call it because they're literally white and black. But anyway, um, so I use this one, like only when I'm doing zoom meetings and when I'm doing this, and then a lot of times it stays facing me. And so because it's here, you know, I'll just pull a video up there and just have it going on while I'm doing most of the work on the black screen. So last week after I streamed, I just left my screen facing because I use this as like my Twitch monitor too, you know. So I just yeah. left it facing that way. And I realized I got a lot more done just working off of the one screen, you know. So this is the first time that I've pulled it around in almost a week. And I think I'm just going to start leaving it like that, you know, just because it, cause it, because when you said it. That, that's like what made it sort of click It's just like, I only have one 27 inch monitor to focus on versus, you know, two 27 inch monitors that I'm I was, going back and forth. And
1: I was really know, hoping that away. I was going to get to record this with you guys in my new office slash micro studio. Uh mm-hmm. I've taken, well, it's not, it's a fun little thing, but I, uh Kevin, you've been to my, my warehouse, the, uh, yep. I actually took the tech closet where the modem router and all the Ethernet stuff's happening. Um, And it's about a four-by-four-foot space. And I'm I'm currently, I've bought a standing desk that fits in there and I'm retrofitting it so that it can be my little ADD fortress of solitude that I can just go in, uh, have a little small coffin to put myself in and uh, go into the zone. And then the other piece of it for the studio side is, I've got a. Uh, I went on Amazon and bought one of those teleprompter things. Uh, I'm not using it currently, but the the so that I can be able to make it so that I won't be able to see myself eventually when I'm doing Zooms and virtual meetings and things like that. Um, just to again to help my brain be more dialed in and connected.
0: That's uh, well, that sounds so attractive to me that you said four by four standing desk space. <laughs> like, I just I love that, man.
1: Well, it's love supposed that. to be I'm trying to make it so that it is a nice, easy space for me to work in, but not comfortable enough that I will get lost and spend eight to 10 hours in there, um, yeah. especially killing time, wasting time. I want it to be just uncomfortable enough that it's like, OK, I want to get out of here and get social with my team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. um. Awesome! Listen, bro, you're killing segways today. Is great. <laughs> let's 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 talk a little bit more about this team that you speak of. You, um, yeah,
1: absolutely. They, a lot of them got to come on and be on the podcast. I love it. Baby.
0: I know, man. Uh, yeah. Mirth is on the list. Uh, yeah, that's a great one. I he was on with me on
1: Friday at my wedding.
0: Yeah, that's what's up, man. You you do you build this incredible culture, um, and I actually I did bring a little prop in um, to just sort of show like how. Things can get, and Ian, you wrote, like, I actually still have your note somewhere around here to the real KG. I don't know if you remember <laughs> writing that thing. I do. So, I, I mean, that's one of those notes that I have from you, uh, who I consider a good friends, that I can probably, like, just think about it, and it starts to, like, make me well up a little bit, because <laughs> I can't even talk about it, dude. But um, your playfulness, if it. you remember giving yeah. me this, this thing, um, this is, this is a, a little dart gun that right. Glenn had Mirtha... Like sneak into my luggage somehow? Yeah. <laughs> I have I literally have no idea, dude. Like I, 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 it was.
1: I can't remember how we found the opening, but yeah, we got we got it because uh, because uh, I was even able to keep it, so Teddy didn't know, right?
0: Yeah, I, I literally yeah. have no idea how everything happened. It was it was crazy, but so, uh, yeah, Teddy to- didn't Kev- know how it got in.
1: I went out Kevin to DJ goes- Collective, and mm. uh, my team. I went out to DJ Collective because my team was doing the production stuff. And they were like, as soon as I got there, were, we need uh, water, snacks, blah, blah, blah. So I ran to the grocery store and, uh, I don't know, you and I had talked and had a good connection. We were, you were excited about the, the, the things that were going to be happening at DJ Collective. And, yeah. yeah, it's just one of those things that hit me. I don't know. I'm, I do wild, crazy things. I, I, that's yeah. from my mascoting days. Like, when I got that high school like... mascotting job, I, I didn't know what the hell to do. And I would just take my feedback. I would just take feedback from my fans and just try to find stupid stuff. And like, I found out early on, I took a kid's bicycle. I don't know how my dad had, my dad collected junk. Like he was just a person that collected junk and he grabbed this kid's yeah. bike to give to one of my nieces or nephews. And I'm talking like a 12 or 16 inch wheel kid's bike, not yeah. a 20 inch BMX, <laughs> but a little tiny wheel one. And I wrote, we scored a touchdown and I rode it the length of the field, but to do that, I mean, my legs are just
0: like, <laughs> like churning. Yeah, because it's only
1: a 16-inch radius. You're not going very far. Yeah, uh, no. And when I got to the end, I just kind of like laid there because I was exhausted. And the crowd went nuts and erupted. And uh, I was like, okay, this is kind of like jackass. They like when I do stupid things. I can do yeah. this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that That's was probably crazy. in the jackass era as well, you know, which, which also probably helped as well, you know. Jack House was pretty popular you know what's funny though, yeah. is with the gun you just you just popped up on the video i just imagine kevin like rolling through security and they go through the you know little whatever they put the bag through and they're like sir can you please step over here and they haven't opened it yet and they're like do you have a gun in the bag and kev's like uh well, no yeah. not at all and then they it's open there for nothing
0: away. Oh, I actually hit it. I thought my camera was going to go I, flying. So, yeah, that was...
1: <laughs> so I was at the back. In it, I was. I was at the store. I got Kevin that Nerf gun, and I got me one. And then I snuck one into his bag and <laughs> set him up that we were going to have a Nerf war. And but he didn't know who was the assassin targeting him because that was a game we used to play when I was in high school. Our church group would like you would get a you would get a water gun, and man, such fun times. I wish that. Uh, Culture had not messed all these things up. Um, right. You'd get a water gun and you'd get assigned a person, and it was like a, a, a last man standing type game to squirt each other. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I don't know, Kevin and I, uh, Kevin and I have some good times together. So you, you, Kevin, you're mentioning my note. You, 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 did you have something you were wanting to ask about my team or?
0: Um. Well, I just so a, a ton of that. I okay. a ton that I know about your team because we've had so we came to visit you in. Uh, Mar right when the mask mandate lifted in uh, the Dallas Fort Worth area, so that was March of
2: 2021. Yeah, I think are, you guys are 2021. Yeah. Do we opened up in like March of 2020? We were just like, yeah, it's done. I didn't even realize yeah. it was 2021 yeah. for you guys. We, wow. we know
0: you guys, your heartbeat, and then all of a sudden you didn't have COVID anymore. <laughs> like that's that's the way it worked in South Carolina. Apparently, I, I decided that was um, crazy.
2: I didn't know it was 2021. Yeah.
0: So so we were there literally when it when that lift happened um, and and we, you and I had like we rode with you a couple of times. You still had the big truck back. then, Yeah. Um, and and you got into like a really deep conversation um, when we were stopping off at a grocery store to grab some white claws or something like that. And and so much resonated with me from that, that I still that I still think about all the time, which is, you know, you talk to your guys, and you're like, listen, you're not going to you're not going to live in a three-story mansion or anything like that you're not going to have 16 bedrooms working at this company what you are going to have is a very happy healthy family oriented life if that's what you choose to have like you're going to be a happy person yeah you know and and i know you're a very modest guy too um but your team is you guys spend so and shorty and i talk about this a lot of times off camera um which is that you guys spend so much time together whether it's being on the boat, you guys do, you know, your summer splash stuff, and and you know, like you have this incredibly like positive, like family oriented team. Um, you know how how does one build that? Because yeah. we see a lot of people that deal with troubles with that. You know,
2: uh, um, I, I think we see a lot of people deal with that because, like, if you think about it, at the end of the day, like the only groups I can think of are SCE and La Force that have that kind of. Wow. Thank you
1: for including me in that group. I, Janai is uh, a dear friend of mine and someone who I respect incredibly. I, yeah. I love what the SE group did. Um, and, and when I was conceptualizing La Force, like uh, talking to you guys, I remember I'm viscerally there sitting in my uh, dining room at my old house uh, over in East Dallas, looking at SCE's website back in 2010, 2009, whatever it was, and just being awestruck and so amazed by what he was doing. I remember he had that crazy white and I ended up buying one, that crazy white, all white vanity booth, the big sit-in one that was like clean and like Marine grade stuff. And it was all white. Um, So I I love what that SCE inspired a lot of, of what I wanted to do. Um, It's, it's, it's difficult. Um, the, the, the team side of things is, uh, I, you know, Kevin, I, I try to set people's expectations so that they're happy that they can find happiness. Um, cause it's, yeah. cause you're right. It's not that they're uh, I'm not asking them to choose to be a starving artist or to be broke. I'm just asking them to set their expectations that, that what we do in the event industry typically is not the path to, uh, becoming then on the Fortune 500 list. Like it's you can go look at the list and an it's it, yeah, sure. Um, and, and that's a specific type of DJs. And so for my DJs, you know, Justin Stringfellow, uh, Justin the DJ. Uh, we discovered him when he was at the University of North Texas. Uh, he had organized and built, started organized and built a DJ group on campus. Uh, we put out an application. Uh. A, a, call for we're looking for people he applied i remember ed coming to my office and be like hey i got this i got this resume i found this guy uh he assisted me he got assigned to me and he was my assistant um and uh kid was phenomenal from the beginning just uh, justin the dj is stupid talented if you're not following him you should be
2: Uh, one of the nicest, sweetest people in the world.
1: (laughs) Truly one of uh, absolutely one of the nicest humans you could ever meet. Like everything that you see of him on Instagram, uh, while he is very intentional about his brand and the, that he uses his orange, like while he's very intentional about his stuff, it isn't fake. Like if, if you just came to Dallas and spent a week with him, it wouldn't feel any different than, than his social medias. Uh, I remember the first time. <laughs> I remember the first time I let him mix a set. It was probably the he did a bunch of weddings with me. I mean, this was when I was still grinding. It's probably 2016 or 17. I'd have to go back and check. And it was when I was probably still grinding, doing 50 to 60 events a year personally, and he was with me a lot. And the I probably did four or five events, like teaching stuff, talking him through, and didn't have him mixing mixing anything and then i let him mix a set uh for dancing and he was phenomenal and i just on the ride back uh on the ride back to the shop i was like yeah so next week we've got our we've got our friday and saturday event next week i'm gonna send you the music list and you should come prepared to do most of the djing like uh he was he was that good he was that i mean he was undeniably good and it it I, I've told this story. He knows this is him. Him watching this night was the first time here. I've told him to his face. You know, it was a uh, a monumental thing that shifted it. it in in some ways, it, it it hurt and broke because I had to come to terms with uh, my own skills and uh, and all the things. But it was like this amazing moment of like, wow, I have. Uh, and, and, and I had Nate and uh, Matt Murtha and at the time, you know, Dom, uh, you know, Peters has come since I'm telling you this story, but I had these guys and I had to realize like, wow, these guys are stupid talented, really good. And I just had to be real. Like, this is silly. Justin, I'm not going to go to an event and uh, have someone with Justin's skills and not, and not let him mix the music. We were a few events and he's like, Hey, can I play a, an edit that I made or a mix that I made? And I was like, uh, okay, I was kind of really kind of leery. And he played it and I was like, you made this? Like, this is playing. You made this. I mean, it, and he was just like, he's just like, innocent, like, yeah, like, I think he was going to think I was like, going to bash it. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. You are, you are incredible, kid. You are absolutely incredible. <laughs> I, th- I think
2: it goes to show that. You know, and and you know, use you the boss, me, me, Otis, Justin <laughs> I'm not January, the boss. I'm the I, team like, leader. I mean, there you he was the right. But what I'm saying is like, you know, I think that there is always that fear of uh, in other companies, maybe of like, Oh, what if my guy gets better than me? Like, good. Like, that's the, me. the goal. I, I've always told For me, all, that's all my guys. Like,
1: and that's why I'm wired differently is that, that that's kind of the goal. So uh, with Justin, it was I learned to have the conversation and I have it with most of my young DJs now is, is, Uh, Because, sorry, sorry, you had mentioned Avicii. That was what made me think of it. It was, I I set their expectation of like, listen, if you want to be an Avicii, a Tiesto, you want to be a producer, you want to be a festival DJ, you want to be a a high-level whatever, that is awesome. That is a great goal to have. What we are doing here can help you in in the event industry, primarily for us in weddings, corporate, and schools. Um, What we are doing here can develop a lot of skills and, and, uh, help you to learn to perform in front of a crowd. Um, you know, but it, it doesn't necessarily lead to that. It won't prohibit you from that, but that's, that's not the path. Mm. And, and then I just have a real conversation with them as far as, uh, and, and I've, what, you know, what I told Justin was Justin, if you, uh, if you become that level of producer, DJ, whatever, uh, know that I'm, I'm going to be happy for you and cheering for you. Um, know that that is I, I also tamper all of them with please understand that there are millions of there are millions of DJs hacking away at a computer in a basement in their mom's house in an apartment trying to pop off with these things and no. it, it, this is like winning the lottery so, so it is one part it's one part skill it's one part luck and sometimes it's just one part uh, a handful of opportunities land at the right time um, because some people are incredibly the most talented, you know, probably the most talented DJ that's ever lived, probably didn't get known, uh, you know, to to be famous or anything like that. So I try to set their expectations of that element is really hard. Until that happens, are you okay being on our team, doing what we're doing and making some money? Uh, paying your bills, uh, doing events, you know, and and, yeah. and if you get because I <laughs> I make no secret about it. I tell I tell the new recruits like if you become famous I'm going to be cheering for you I am going to call you at some point ask if I can come be in the in the green room mm-hmm. the VIP section just one time just one time uh, yeah. yeah correct like, yeah no I'm not going to <laughs> I'm not going to hound them all the time um, right. and, and then from there I'm I'm going to run around telling everybody every especially every dj that i meet that yo this person was on my team at one point like yeah like how amazing is that like what a testimony to who we are uh the you touched on something else a lot of dj comp, a lot of dj company owners are uh afraid to let their djs be connected with other djs um and it's hard because they the the even my own crew, you know, they 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 go to conferences and they're like, "Yes, yeah, having a chat." And somebody was like, you know, trying to essentially talk them out of uh, working the force. And yeah. uh, so it happens. Like it even still happens to my team. It just it's not that it doesn't bother me. I just ask them to. I, I ask my DJs. So my DJs are employees. Uh, they have they have W twos. Um, we have workers' comp insurance and, you know, the ones that hit certain thresholds become full-time and have access to 401K and health insurance and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so that's a kind of a unique beast. But I just asked them to I like look at your W-2, look at the person that is talking to you, and I don't tell them to be rude, but I just look at your W-2, look at the person that's talking to you. Do you think this person actually makes more money than you? And if the answer is no, what the hell are we talking about? Like, because... Yeah. It
2: should be it should be a, a a sense of flattery though that other DJ companies are, you know, looking at you, looking at your team, you know, going, hey, like these guys are good. Uh, it's also very impressive because you, you LaForce, uh, SCE, Bun, like you know, Uptown, even I'll, I'll put them in that category as well with Justin Reed. Like you guys are now on this path of you know, to to hear the word four hundred one k. In our industry 10 years ago, 13, 14, 15 years ago, I think would have been, we would have just been laugh, laughed and be like, ah, oh, that, that's funny. Like, yeah, right, that'll never happen. But I, to now have the fortitude to, and, and again, I'm, you know,
1: I was laughed at, Shorty. That's and, what drove me.
2: Yeah, I, I've talked to Nate. By the way, before before I ever met you, I thought Nate owned the company for like two years back in why because I had no clue. So a lot of
1: people do. Uh, like totally fine with me. Does not bother me yeah. whatsoever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, but I I you know I've had conversations with Nate, and you know we're in a position now where we're starting to hire more talent, and I'm in a position as an owner where I'm like, I you know, I'd love to be at a LaForce level or a SCE level or a Bun right, and there is that grind to get there. But it's also me having to admit to myself and going, I have, like, I kind of know what I need to do to train these guys and to do this and that sort of thing. But this is, I'm at the baby stages of this. Like, you know, and you guys, I've seen you guys do kind of your DJ class. I've talked to Nate um, about that. Was that something that started from the very beginning? Like this whole training, the the training process of LaForce? No, like that, that, a, I, I don't want to give too much away because, like Nate's, kind of told me some stuff. Just you know, just between him and I, but there is a a course you guys kind of go through, right?
1: There is, and and um, I don't think of it. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm glad that that my team is expressing caution on oversharing, but I don't think of it as like a, a secret recipe, like you know the the herbs and spices of KFC. Um, it, it, when it started out, it was it was really, I wanted to quit being an accountant. Uh, so I started DJing in college. My friends started getting married. That's how I got into weddings. I never intended for this to be a full-time job. Um, mostly because of the math. I mean, uh, most DJs are good at a counts, but bad at math. And I'm, oh. I'm really good at math. Uh, like it is, it is one of my fortes and I was just very easy to think like, okay, there are 52 Saturdays in a year. There are 52 Fridays, 52 Sundays. I'm not going to book all of them, but there's about 150 working days of premium event days. Um, and realistically, you know, you're only going to get about 100 of them going, and that's going to be a lot. I mean, you're talking at 100 events a year. You're doing an event every three days, three and some change days. Uh, right. And I was just doing the math of like at the time in college, you know, making four or five hundred bucks a show. Um, and, which is again not bad money. Just I I thought about it in terms of okay, am I going to be able to support? I I always knew because of my upbringing that I shared with you earlier. Uh, most people grew up, you know, not most. Some people grew up wanting to be a doctor, lawyer. I wanted to be a dad. Like that was the thing that was really important to me. And so for me, it was like for that. me, it was like if I'm going to make fifty thousand dollars a year being a DJ, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm not going to be able to support the my family the way that i want to so the math right. never worked out for me i was doing other things did the accounting job and hated it uh i was good i'm good at like again i'm good at math I, I not wasn't bad at the job i just i hated sitting in a cubicle for 80 hours a week and so i knew i wanted to branch out and i was looking at what was going on in dallas there were a, there dallas has been a good dj market for a long time we had people like andy austin Randall Stout, Tommy Evans. We had a lot of good DJs uh, in the late '90s and early aughts that were really pushing the envelope and and, and trying to drive up you know rates and the, and the ideas. Uh, not even so much the production, just charging for being a great DJ to try to make it an actual full time thing. So we had a we had a great market that I didn't fully uh, that that I helped expand, but didn't fully build. I can't take all the credit. Um, but I was. I was organizing little meetups and going to lunch and dinner and hanging out with those guys, just trying to glean any bit of wisdom and information I could get from them. And, uh, I, I, I remember a few of them. I was like, you know, man, it would be awesome. Like we could, like, what if a few of us went in together and built a, um, a high end multi-op and you know, we could work together and this and this and that. And, uh, mo- pretty much everybody told me that that was essentially the stupidest idea, some form of, that was the stupidest idea that, I'd I ever have. Don't waste my time. Won't make any money. Won't do this. Won't do that. And so it's kind of a okay. Watch me. Um, and so <laughs> love that. Yeah, I but, just love that. Well, and that's guys
2: doing today. Like, are they? Are they? In all seriousness, are they still around? These guys who you guys are talking about?
1: Uh, yeah, Andy Austin still is. Andy Austin is still very high in DJ in Dallas. Tommy and Randall have both moved on to doing production and some other things. Um, so they're still around in the industry and listen, by all, by all stretches of imagination, the people that I mentioned are still very successful. Um, but they, they misjudged me, my determination and the opportunity in the market. I was just, I was just convinced. And so what I did was it wasn't training. So the answer, go back and answer your question, shorty. It wasn't training. I started with, I went to, I, I took, I got, I quit my accounting job. Jennifer told me to quit for nine months or so. And finally I was just like, yeah, I I was, because I was so miserable. I hated waking up every day and going to that job. It was just, I I was, you know, there's Clark Kent and Superman, but my Clark Kent was depressing and on Superman on Saturday, it was an incredible high and it wasn't going back to a normal life. It was going back to a depressing life, sitting in a cubicle. Uh, I was the fattest I had, uh, you know, I, when uh, I was heavy because uh, accountants uh, – I worked for the fifth largest firm in the world. And it, after I left, I figured out that they stocked our kitchen and fridge with snacks and sodas and stuff because they didn't want us to leave. They wanted us to come get a snack, go back to our desk, and do our returns. I thought it was just a nice perk. And then I figured out, like, no, they were keeping – they're keeping us from going to the Seven Eleven or anything from leaving. And – uh, drinking soda it's and crazy.
2: sitting all day. It's crazy yeah. that businesses was well, not crazy, but it's like there are those psychological tactics that businesses will do. So like in uh and I'm gonna go like the radio world here, uh Kevin, so the Z one hundred studio in New York, if you if you ever look at a photo, it's painted lime green and they say it's because it's happy, and so the second you walk in you're joyful and happy, and it's supposed to be this happy place. Mm. But I've never thought about the food or the food and the snacks. We have food and snacks in our in our office for our boys to grab after you know long. Absolutely, like, mine is like you, you've like worked your fucking ass off. Like it's a reward. Dude, and it's a reward. My guys will text me soon. And be like, hey man, is it cool if I go in the fridge? I'm like, dude, like grab what you want. You've worked your your ass off. But for your end, it was like. You we don't they, we don't want you to get in your car, drive out of the parking garage, go to
1: correct. You know what they want you to, They didn't want you to leave. You, I had uh, life revolved around billable hours. How many hours? You know, my it wasn't did I work forty hours a week. My goals were set on I had to have you know ran, it would ramp up and it would be 50, 60, sometimes seventy billable hours a week. Meaning anything that was lost time, administrative time, uh, continuing education. I had to do a lunch break was not time that. Uh, that was counting towards it. So it's just there all the time. So anyways, I had to get out of that life. Uh, I quit and, um, it was originally Glenn Roush entertainment. Um, and I knew that I had an experience with a photographer that had associates and, um, the the experience was just, I thought that I was going to be working with this. It was my first like high luxury high end wedding. It's a really nice venue in Dallas. And I get booked for this nice venue. I'm working with one of the highest-end photographers in Dallas. And I call to, like, uh, I call to introduce myself and talk, talk to her ahead of time just to kind of go over a few things. And her assistant lets me know, well, she's actually not going to be the photographer at the wedding. It's so-and-so uh, her associate. And, and he has since gone on. He's a great photographer and has since made a name for himself. But I just remember that feeling of like that little bit of letdown and I was like, ah, oh. and I never wanted that for anybody that worked for me. So that was that That's was where it's like Yeah, I was like, man, I, and and plus Roush is really hard to spell. It's been I mean, I've been dealing with people butchering it my whole life with adding C's and E's and all the stuff. Mm. It's a you, ger-
2: Your your name is hard to spell? Your name is last name is hard to spell? Come on over here.
1: Uh, yeah, well, I'm sorry about that. Uh <laughs> it's at least cool, it means smoke in, in German. Um and then LaForce was Jen's maiden name, and uh, I always loved it. I always thought it sounded like – thank you, sir. It always – Yes, sir. It always <laughs> I'm jealous. sounded I'm like – I'm very a, jealous. It always sounded like a luxury car to me. That was always kind of Bro, what I thought. it literally does. Yeah. It's
0: so suave.
1: Yeah. You know? uh, it's French Huguenot. And so I started LaForce, and I went to a bunch of DJs. So the origin story was I went to – I took coffee and lunch and dinners with – 20 or 30 DJs that I knew around Dallas Fort Worth. And I was just like, okay, I'm starting this company called force entertainment. It's going to be X, Y, and Z. Uh, And I'd, I'd have to have awkward, but I'm a pretty direct person. So it was just kind of, I'd find a way to get into it as soft or as direct as I needed to of like, you're, you're a great DJ. You're a great performer. You're terrible at the business side or the business side is not where your happy place is. And I'm gonna build this and make that part easy, so that you can focus on the part that you like, that you're good at, yeah. and that makes you money. Um, and I had ten guys. I'd had ten guys that said yes, and a whole bunch of people that, again, like I said, laughed at me, told me it would never work, all the things. Um, and that that was how we started and launched. And then uh, a few years, probably three or four years, uh, let's see, 2010 launched in 11 and in 13 or 14. We started, started teaching and training our own DJs. Um, mostly because uh, for those of you that follow Mike Walter, he, he explains it well too. Like it's really hard for people to unlearn bad habits unless they are ready to, you know, unless it's something they want to, um, we've, we've had DJs with experience that come to work for us and, uh, some have been wonderful experiences. Some have been terrible experiences. Learned a lot. Most of the terrible experiences are people that uh, aren't coachable, aren't teachable. And so, yeah, I wanted to train and develop DJs and, and make this a uh, – it always bothered me that that this was so hard to be a full-time job. Like I, that part was – it just kind of ate at me. Um, so that's part there, of what I saw. There
2: are so many – you know, our industry – Um, You know, for so long has been, I think that there was just always this stigma of, ah, you can't, you know, you you can't do Like you were saying, the guys that you talk to, like, they're like, what the fuck? Like, really? You want to do this? This isn't going to work. And I think it's like, I don't know how to explain it, but like, for so long, the wedding industry was like this almost cheesy, like, you know how, like, you know, there's the guy that went out there with the bow tie and he was like, "Everybody, well, it's time to play a game. You know, and he's got the circus music playing in the background, a fucking elephant. You know, it's like, it's a whole thing. And I love, I love the fact that, again, guys like you and Bun and Jen I have literally made this business finally look still cool. Like, we still party. We still have a fun fucking job, but, like, it looks... It looks and feels so much just uh, I, legit. I don't. I don't even. I'm like my my brain's my ADHD is now kicking uh, in because Jordan, so I know, words I know exactly I what you're talking out. about,
1: man. I bought. It's funny. I've been cleaning out to clean up that to make my little ADD fortress. I've been having to clean stuff out of there. I've been cleaning up the old office, and I found a a box of ties that I had ordered from some company that does ties, and I'd ordered a bunch of ties that were a similar design um and i still got a few in there and i i i gotta go back and find that now but the the invoice for that but like i did that at a certain point and they came in and the the box is still like half full because i remember getting them in just being like i don't like this i don't like this idea that uh first of all i'm telling people what to wear and having to coordinate that piece um and that second of all like the idea that that for
0: a
2: while
1: yeah. And a lot of DJ companies did. So, and, yeah. and, uh, I, I was definitely tempted with it. Um, but it, I, I realized how quickly that spiraled into a, uh, cookie cutter place of complacency. There's nothing interesting. Um, there was, it didn't, it wasn't exciting. Like it wasn't a, you know, it just was like, uh, I don't want to just build something that's, uh, just spitting out, you know,
2: uh, just an event for the sake of spitting out an event. Wow. Yeah. Also going back to your, your training uh, kind of model, Nate, Nate hasn't like just said like, here's what we, like. he hasn't like popped up on the screen and showed me everything, but he basically kind of walked me through it and I was kind of listening to it. And then I saw kind of your Instagram stuff of you got in the office, I think like two weeks ago, you guys are doing your training stuff and I share an office with a photographer and a videographer as well. And I was talking to Nathan about it, and uh, I was like, you know, that's the part I'm kind of struggling at. And Nate's kind of been helping me a little bit as far as just like, you know, he, Nate was like, I'll help you get started. And I even told Nate, I was like, I'll pay you to sit on Zoom with my guys and, you know, and whatever. Same thing with Justin. And Nathan, who's in our office, he was like, dude, he goes, why aren't they? They And the, like his, his brain starts running. And he goes, they need to create a class. And I go, what? He goes, listen to me. He goes, they've got this syllabus thing. He goes, they need to record the videos. And he goes, they need to sell this course. And he goes, How much would you pay for it? And I was like, I'd pay Glenn like fifteen hundred bucks for the course. And he's like he goes, you'd probably pay more. He's like, if there's more, you know, more elements to it. He's like, you know, if you could fly out to the like now his brain's just like he's like got foot on the gas, hundred miles an hour. And he thinks like that as well. Like he will take this idea and just blow it up. I think Truly, Glenn, and I, I mean this. I think you and Nate, because I know you guys have worked on this together, um, it could come up with something where, like, hey, this is week one. This is what we do. This is what it looks like. This is week two, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Glenn, I hundred percent. I, I would send you a, a fucking. PayPal payment today.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, I'll give that some thought. Uh, the the
2: I just want a laforce shirt out of the the well. shirt's an
1: easy fix. That's an easy fix. The um, so here's the thing. The the it, I think that that would only go so far. So first of all, I want to give a massive shout out to David Osborne with the Blueprint because he has built something very similar already, uh, and he has yep. a te- he has a background in teaching. Mm. And right. it's his it's his passion. He's good at it, um, and that that program is really good. I am. Um,
2: Does it touch on what you guys like? What I'm talking about, what you guys do? Because I know a little bit about David. David lives only like an hour and a half from here. Yeah, he's uh, just in down Jones. in Athens.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah so it touches on a lot of it. Touches on a lot of stuff. Now the the I I, I think where I kind of push back on shortly is I think the fallacy in in that kind of approach is while we could standardize some stuff it's that every every dj every individual is going to have a little bit different skill set and a little bit different need um sure. and I, I think there's a lot of uh you know we're really more of a um what's worked for us is, is a more of a, a, a apprentice apprentice mentor program um mm-hmm. to to have somebody be able to because being coached is a big thing and being able to, uh, it's an area that I, uh, that I feel like I excel at Um, and, and being coached and being able to, to somebody to tell you, uh, you know, like I was, I was coaching one of my uh, friends and DJs uh, this morning on some, some life stuff that he's going through. And I, I had to be like, okay, I need to tell you something. I need to tell you something that is going to feel painful and feel harsh, but I need you to know that it's coming from a place of love and that it's coming from a place of love because it was something that, you know, it was, it was, uh, I was giving him some marital advice and some stuff for, uh, for the significant other. And it was, you know, it was a, uh, I I had to give him the real, real on like, you are, you are hurting your person. This you're saying, this is your person. You're, you're hurting them, uh, or you have hurt them. And, they're willing to forgive you and willing to to uh, to seek to heal but you can't expect like i had to put his perspective so the, the illustration i used was you, he he's not an er surgeon like this isn't stitching this isn't stitching up a knife wound and you just got to let the skin heal this is you guys blew out your acl and you got to work on you got to work on first of all uh, addressing it and then you got to walk. You don't try to run. You you therapy. walk. You work. Yeah, you do therapy. You work on walking. You work on balance. You work on endurance. You don't. You do all these things before you try to run. Um. That's <laughs> so, gold, that dude.
0: A- I'm just like super impressed at that analogy. I love. I love just the comparisons like that. That's
1: you um, very and, strong. And and so so shorty that that to me is the thing is I don't want to just uh, I don't want to just produce. I don't want to just have uh, a thousand DJs across the country that are doing the same thing in cookie cutter. I, I love what we do. I want to make, even if it's, uh, you know, I've got approximately 30 DJs on my 30 DJs on my team. You know, I I want to have great DJs that are, you know, whether it's 10 or a hundred, I I want to have great DJs that are successful, that still meet our mission statement of, uh, you know, being able to, support themselves and uh and to grow and to develop into other things so i'll think more about the program but uh it's a very different beat man. I, I,
2: then if you then i will pay for it. like if you just don't want to sell it again i will pay for it about that
0: i just well, shorty to, to to compare it to something that you definitely know a lot about it's it's like syndication you know if you want someone in Texas to coach somebody in, you know, uh, in the, in the Bay area, but also coach somebody in New York city, like that's where I think that it, not that it would lose its intent, but it would definitely lose. It's like true power, right, cause which cause is what they Texas have is
2: New York is, city center, totally different. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: so, you know, like this, the same arguments that everybody has about one radio host talking in, you know, it, on the West coast and the East coast, right. so it's and, like where you, you, you have to keep everything so broad, unfortunately. Unless you're you are know? Ryan Seacrest, and then well, and unless th- you are Ryan Seacrest and you are just a legend, you know. And
1: Kevin, that was the other—that was the other feeling I had about the the idea of it—is that there is a there is a internal fear of taking what we do. That is, uh, listen, I I'm I'm doing it to make money, but it's good and pure in the fact of that I want it to be a benefit to others uh I worry I worry about like that getting into the wrong person's heads and minds that is going to take and you know launch an office in a major city and use it to uh, ru- essentially ruin the DJ market because for me if DJs don't make money and if DJs aren't creative if it's not interesting same thing with events like my my main objection to wedding factories is that, if all of the weddings are the same, there's people are going to lose interest. They're not going to care, and because it is a special experience, we're coming together. People are coming together to celebrate these two people that they love, and right. uh, so the factories that like do the same thing over and over, it just doesn't appeal to me. So like, i the, I don't want to ruin what we do. I want to make what we do better, and that's the yeah. that's the sure. hard part is keeping it out of out of the wrong people's hands so we're trying to we're trying to expand in texas um into some other cities whether we go beyond there i don't know but you know we're not it's, i don't think people everybody should be worried about like uh we're coming to take over the world of the city near you or anything like that i it would be i'd actually counter the argument of you talk to the other djs in my in the dallas fort worth market while they may hate losing events to my team uh we don't flood the market like. I've had I've had competitors compliment me that uh, so uh, I hope he doesn't mind me naming him, but Rod Baker, uh, who is a very smart DJ and a very intelligent entrepreneur, um, you know, has specifically like said thank you to me. And It was a, an incredible compliment because he said, Glenn, you have the ability to flood the market with DJs and ruin the whole thing," and he was he said something along like the lines of like. That's the true. That's the true sign of 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 good leadership and power is that you have the power and you don't use it. Um, and I I don't I don't want to flood the market with DJs and just ruin the whole thing because it's it, it would hurt everybody. Nate and Justin, Peter, people that I care about would suffer. Even if yeah, I could so go on and the- go do other things, they would suffer.
2: So let's yeah. talk about you were talking about DJs uh, and, and kind of how everybody's booked in that process. Cause you said your DJs kind of will lose events with other DJs in your company. Um, Cause you guys are all basically a brand within itself. And I, I kind of, I've equated this a couple of times to like Kevin and i talked about this where it's almost like uh to kind of related to you guys in Dallas, like kid Craddock and the station that they're on, right? Like, you know, Kid Craddock's its own personality. RIP Kid show, Craddock. Show, right? Yeah, I mean, RIP to Kid Craddock, by the way, because he was one of the best radio hosts in the freaking world. Um, but but you that's know, a great
1: example, Shorty, because syndication ruined his show.
2: Uh, well, what I'm talking about is like, so, you know, whoever's on Kiss FM in Dallas, you know, there's all the people that are on the air. They're their own entities. Like, when I was on the air, like, I was my own personality, yep. my own brand. But and the, so you, you still are that because
0: you still put radio shorty stuff on Facebook, which is cool to see. For sure. And you there might like, be some
2: things that are happening in the next weeks. But anyway, um <laughs> little tease there. Uh but the, the but I was nobody that. without the actual station. Like I, I would have not been anywhere without the station. And so your guys are nowhere without LaForce, whereas I think LaForce is nowhere without those guys. You know, they're kinda and, and all of your guys have a pretty good social media presence as well. Like Nate Nelson and Justin and Matt, like, you know, you like you guys all have this uh, desire uh, and fire to like flood social media, but you were saying that your guys could lose events within the company. Is that correct?
1: No, I, I was mentioning that I, I was mentioning that my competitors are probably not happy that they lose events to us. Like, you know, okay. uh, be, uh, I, you know, cause it's a, It's a weird dynamic, I think, for most of them that of the uh, probably the 10 most expensive DJs in North Texas, probably at least five of them are on my team. Um, And so I think that it's their most DJs, most DJ companies are so used to poo-pooing on the big guy because it's a... Uh, I don't want to name them cause I don't need anybody lighting me up with cease and desist, but uh, it's those mm-hmm. big faceless uh, conglomerates that have, they launch. you know, they're just a, it's just a website they're, to them essentially. Yeah.
2: They're a complete yeah. waste of time. Yeah.
1: And so it's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a mind, it's kind of a mind fuck that they, that they're losing events uh, that, and that they're losing events, not because of, not because right. of uh, that we're underbidding them <laughs> uh, on the team. Right. They do lose out. So we where, the gist of your question is uh yeah we lose events to each other um the nice thing with the sales being uh uh, most of the leads and sales being handled uh, uh, by our internal office team they're a little bit insulated from it like they know that you know they see when a lead drops off of their dj event planner um but they don't necessarily have to. Have... They don't necessarily have to get into oh, I lost that one to Dom or I lost that one to Peter or whatever. And on some Does level— doesn't make
2: it work harder though. Uh, I
1: I don't know that because a lot of the a, a lot of the people that we're talking about, especially the you know the top uh, the top third or half of my team, um, is incredibly driven already uh right. and so I, I do think it makes them work harder but the the alternative the the better piece is that it makes them less competitive in the sense of it makes them less uh, uh not competitive cuz you know someone like Nate is a natural competitor you uh, you're, you go to a mini golf place with him and wager ten dollars on a hole, and he's in part of it because he's a generic gambler. Part of it, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, just no, he's a, he is an ultra eleven thousand
2: dollars. Let's always remember that it, eleven thousand dollars. I make
1: I uh, uh, I love that kid. The uh, but like Nate for an example, we were at Barton Springs before one of our float trips a few years back, and one of my production guys. Uh, and him have just a funny healthy relationship rivalry and that kid swam in high school and Nate challenged one of them challenged the other one to a race Nate whooped him first of all but second of all like that's just who Nate is like let's go like you want to you want to do this you want to compete let's go so I've got a lot of natural competitive people but um so it's clarifying it's not competitive it takes away the combative piece because Ah. they care about each other they want to be better last night after DJ school. They stayed around and talked. It was, you know, there was a circle of uh, me, a couple of our new people, um, Dom and Nate, and a couple of people floating around, and we were talking about, you know, uh, Nate and Dom's streams that they and, and, and reels and stuff that they had captured from the last weekend, and uh, I actually had an extra DJI mic, so I was like, oh, Dom, you got to take this little DJI setup and, and record this for your, for your lives this week and and then nate's you know and the nate's teaching him okay here's what you're gonna do he's like man why don't you try and, and so we try to help each other because it's not no. combative and that's you know if for anybody that's trying to instill that into their team uh that's an absolute free nugget to for you guys to have it's i talk to my team about the fact that we hunt as a pack uh and and that's really the choice that i put to anybody that's talking about coming and joining our team is uh, you have especially if they have previous dj experience you've spent some form of time being a hunter and that that is a good thing you're a hunter and a performer um and it's not that you're not going to hunt here it's that you're going to understand that every saturday that we have events uh you know we're going to have 30 events going on on a saturday and your event may be the one that gets uh, that's 80 people and you're excited about it. But as the guests start rolling in, you realize that the couple forgot to mention that everyone that they know or are related to is almost ready for AARP. And, and you're like, what the hell? And, and so the hunting analogy for me is you may not generate many referrals or leads on that event. Just on that event, not in life, but just on that event, because there may not be many people to get married. So for you as the hunter, you may come back empty handed or with the squirrel. And Peter may have had 400 people and the couple may have just recently graduated from college. All their friends are still single and young. And Peter kills an elk and -hmm. brings that back to the table. And you got to know that
2: it's for everyone.
1: Yeah. Well, and when people call from that wedding, they're going to ask for Peter and our sales team is going to, Oh yeah, let me check. Sometimes Peter's going to be available. Sometimes Peter's not because of how I get them to focus on. If we're working a lot of events, it becomes less about the, how the referrals are. We're not taking referrals away from our DJs, but it becomes less about that and more about, keeping everybody busy and everybody uh, working as much as they want to. And so when my crew gets that, and that, that's really where we succeed, is that my team understands that we we get to win and succeed and, and hunt together, which also takes some pressure off of them on like the other piece of being a event DJ that I always hated was the pressure of feeling like you have to work 52 Saturdays a year like that's mm-hmm. you know like you're like damn if I lose a saturday that's a you know it's 150 second of potential earning income um right so i i like not making that the thing that it's not that you have to work every single weekend to hit your financial goals
0: yeah well for i feel like for the longest time everybody thought they needed like that new york hustle of like trying to turn anything into like 5% 10% like trying to find money anywhere you could <laughs> Um, yeah you know but so then like and then so you know we've talked a lot about sce here are like you guys we know nick spinelli blew up beyond all recognition basically wow right In, in just a couple tiktoks but he's kept going you know he has never stopped this and actually you see now uh demand doubled his instagram followers in a couple months because of a little bit of a connection there but like spinelli is feeding every single person on that sce team and you know, like as as one of his old buddies, I talk to him about it all the time. Like, dude, you have you have completely changed from the person that I that a lot of people thought you were gonna be, which was sort of he had that very hungry, you know, like going out, handing out mixtapes to bars. Like I rode in the car with him when he did that. You know, like doing that stuff, but now seeing it transfer into this, you know, like, yo, let me help feed every single person on the S C E team, that's crazy. You know, like his uh, trickle way, down Peyton mentality.
2: Nate yeah. Nelson has a video with a million views. He just hit it a couple weeks ago. So he's out totally. here as well. Nate uh right. so Glenn and Nate were in Greenville a couple weeks ago uh, here in South Carolina, which is the Carolina that I live in, Kevin, the south Yeah, of I the know south which one Carolina. it is. It's the bottom one. Yes, yeah, the bottom one. It's where Myrtle Beach, Charleston, Greenville bottom Carolina. Is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh... <laughs> so uh <laughs> So, uh, they, Nate's like, you know, he, I think at the time that reel was at like 50, 60,000 real so or views and he, now he's just locked in. Like, it's like a drug to him and he's like, I right, get another one. So literally we're headed to dinner downtown. We're, and we'll talk about the, the waitress in a second. Um, and we're in the car and we're waiting for Justin Reed and you guys to get in the, in Justin's car. And, uh, Nate and I we look at each other. He's like, Oh, it's like 60,000. I look at him. I go, I was supposed to reel at the same time and like who gets more views like at the end of dinner? So he's like, "Yeah, you're on." Like that's where the competitive yeah. of Nate was. It's like there was no oh, money. Like, there was there was there was views. Yeah, so like thank you for clarifying because that's what I meant. It's not necessarily. I, I made a
1: joke about him gambling, but it's really just like you could bet him a dollar or pride, and he's he's in because right. he's that much of a competitor and and an amazing competitor. The 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 te- and that team thing, you know, Kevin, you're you're touching on some good stuff there. You you. you when you think about, like, the the Brandon brand thing, it's as simple for me when I talk to my team as, you know, do you think of Michael Jordan as a Washington Wizard? No. I mean, you know he played there. Like, now that I said it and you're like, yeah. And for most Jordan fans, you're like, yeah, I try to forget that. But, yes, he did play there. Uh, right. When you think of Jordan, you think of Jordan as the Chicago Bull. And – Right. And he made the Chicago Bulls more famous, more elevated, much more of a brand, even to this day. And he was still the goat. But
2: the Chicago uh, Bulls also helped that with him as well. I think totally kind of goes hand in
1: hand. And and that's and for uh, a company like Sce or Phil for the Force, that's kind of what I'm trying to go for. Is like, listen, you can be Justin the DJ. You can be uh, you can be the mic. Like I'm not trying to take away your identity. Um. I, you know, but I want you to recognize that Steph Curry, uh, without uh, being on a team like the Golden State Warriors and without having some infrastructure to help the process of making money is just a street hustler on a basketball court, um, without, without some of the other resources. He's incredibly talented. I know that's a, I know that's kind of a bad example. Please don't flame me too badly people, but, um, but there is an element of, you know, Greed is bad. You know, part of our country's problem right now is that we need to be better about recognizing that greed is an issue. Like we make it about like stupid things like color of skin and all the other things. And a lot of times it's we really need to dig in on greedy people. The the very wealthiest have so much control over the other ninety some odd percent. And I give my team real expect I'm like, guys. Regardless of what you think about, like rich people, they're like Jeff Bezos has you know, if you think I'm wealthy because I own a home and a company, like the disparity between me and Jeff Bezos is insane. And to, you gotta, like, but people yeah, want you to don't love... have
2: 17 jets, you don't have 17 jets. Parked <laughs> I don't in, have in 17 Alabama.
1: jets or a super, but but when you hear people talk and not your friends, but when you hear knuckleheads talk on the news. This is not red versus blue. This is, uh, this is green. Cause we're talking about money. Um, when you hear people talk on the news, they would take somebody like me and lump me into the 1%. Not that I'm in the 1% of in- uh, income earners, but I'm right. a 40 year old white male that has a successful company. I fit into the talking point and it's like, right. wait, 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 freeze. Like <laughs> we are not in the same. We are not the same. Like, the cost of food going up is absolutely affecting me. Like (laughs) we, I am not the same as these people. I don't have, I don't have i I don't have a PJ. I don't have any of that cool stuff. And part of why I'm successful is because I spend a lot of money on my team, on paying my team, on the things for my team, keep them happy. I love them. And so there's that element of it. Yeah.
0: No, that's, that's very clear that you love your team. And, and you know, like you, you do live in a beautiful home. Thank you. But, but it's also a back 60 year mat- old
2: house. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's sort of I was, what I
0: was going to, you know, like it's it's a also, humble home,
2: you don't, know? Don't, here's the thing, too. Uh, don't, because I feel like you're, I feel like, because you just say, you're like, oh, it's a 60 year old house. I, I, listen, Glenn, if you went out and bought a million dollar home that was built yesterday, like, what is that noise?
0: Sorry, Glenn. that was that's oh, fine. Is my Tito's in a can?
2: Oh, I didn't want those. Are you drinking? <laughs> Wait, we're not on oh, not drinking. Damn
1: it. Uh, well, I actually got coffee in it, but this was my way to keep it insulated Tito's in a can. Nice.
2: Can you um, dishwash that?
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I garbage guess. Garbage disposal. I guess Shorty would, but.
2: <laughs> I would. In a heartbeat, I would not wash that thing manually. Han- Straight manually? throw it
0: out yeah. if you don't need it.
2: Um. But- Kevin, I if, you have bought, things. if you bought a home yesterday, right? If you bought a home yesterday, it was a million dollars. It was built yesterday. Like I look at it, like Glenn, you deserve every bit of that because you hold every ounce of weight of your company on your shoulders. The IRS could come after you. Your accountant could come after you. The the, the fucking you know if if uh, and this would never happen if a fucking speaker catches fire and burns the building down. Like every yeah, single that, very ounce real stresses responsibility is on you.
1: Very real stresses. Um, so if you bro, if you but, pull
2: up in a private jet, bro, I just I just want a seat. that's all.
1: But the, <laughs> no, I won't have a PJ. First of all, I'm not on that kind of trajectory to have that kind of wealth. Uh, I know because but, I but, drove you <laughs> to the airport
2: at 4:30 in the morning. So yeah. I know you do not have a private jet.
1: And it's that that. But that's one of the things that that's one of the things that I do differently that I'm willing to do to be successful is that most DJ companies are set up so that one person at the top makes either a full-time living or all the money and i'm not faulting anybody that's that's working for somebody that's just a single one-off owner remember that that person is probably uh it's easy to see them as like banking and just living this great life when as shorty talked about i stress all the time i have a big payroll i have insurance i have a lot of things that cause me a lot of stress and i i under normal circumstances, it would probably break me or break a normal person. I am just, I'm wired different. And I'm, i so my grandparents had raised me. My grandfather was, uh, my grandfather was born in 1930, six months before the market crashed, Great Depression in Oklahoma. So if you've seen the Grapes of Wrath, the Dust Bowl, like it was bad, bad. Um, So he grew up with nothing. uh, And I, so he, you know, a lot of, teaching me to be very financially conservative, very uh, afraid of debt and all the things. Um, And so I started working when I was 12 years old. And then from there, as I've progressed, I've made intentional decisions like, you know, um, when I bought houses, I uh, almost, at least the last two houses I bought at both of those junctures, the, realtor and the mortgage person were like, Oh, I can get you pre-qualified for a mortgage, you know, much larger than what you're looking at. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be house poor. That's not my thing. For those of you that follow me on socials. Yeah. (laughs) I'd like to have a garbage disposal. Well, Jennifer and I prioritize traveling. So for those of you that follow us on socials, Jen and I like to travel. That's kind of our, that's kind of our thing. Um, and so for us, it was always, if we bought, the big fancy house or had the new cars all the time, you know, that 500 or thousand dollars a month difference translates to a lot when it comes out in the wash. And we would rather go places and have experiences than, than have the nicest house on the block and all those kind of things. And then the other side is it's, it's equipped me to be, um, you know, I don't really, I have a lot of fears. Um, but I don't have a lot of fears of like someone. Um, not that they couldn't supplant me on the DJ side, but just like most DJ company owners are not willing to make the sacrifice that I've made. So I'm not like looking over my shoulder like, oh, somebody's gonna come build a DJ company like mine with 50 people, because most people aren't willing to do what's necessary to get to this point because it's it's not glamorous. Uh the risk is scary and it's come with a lot of personal sacrifice time energy um and also giving up money that i could have diverted people get greedy it's a natural like i have to constantly fight it off in myself too um and so that's the that's part of the challenge to work through but wow. i think that's yeah, why were- i don't get I, I i think that's why i don't get asked to speak at dj conferences very much <laughs> is because like i'm not a am not an inspiration. Like, we
2: didn't want you to say all that what
1: yeah, they don't like they don't want the real, real. Um, mm. But also, it's not it's not it's not sexy. It's not I, you know, it's not de-inspirational. But it's just not it's not inspo. And that hurts though. Like it, it hurts to be it hurts to be like I don't know, not at the top of your game, but it hurts to be successful like this. And for the DJ the DJ conferences, just they don't ask me. They just ignore me. Um, yeah. It's just it's wild. Mm. It's weird to me. It's like who who are you bringing? At, And that's what makes me skeptical of a lot of them. It's like, who are you bringing in if I'm not even getting a consideration?
2: Yeah, bro. But. yeah, Look, man. So I obviously didn't know much about you until the pandemic. I think once the pandemic happened, we are all in our houses. And, you know, I I met Kevin on Twitch and I met, you know, Nate, I think on Twitch as well. And so, you know. Meeting you in person, uh, and before, even before meeting you in person, like Justin Reed, who's in my market, who's one of my competitors, but is also one of my best friends. I've known him for 20 years. Uh, he literally he said to me, We were, I think we had lunch like the week before you guys came, we were just like talking, and um, and I was like, Yeah, I was like, never met Glenn. He's like, Dude, he goes, You don't understand what you're in for. He, <laughs> says, he will fly back out, and you will reassess how you even just live life. Uh, and it's true. I, so you you came in to help Justin and Uptown with his, uh, they're they're kind of moving more in the AV route, and I've always Justin I've always had this conversation where I've said I go I never I want nothing to do with huge trussing and what what it is that LaForce does on the AVN and what it is that Uptown is is embarking in on the the AVN and I told him I said any AV gear event that comes through my inquiry source. I'm sending directly to you. Like, I don't want this. This It's just not what I want, but you guys, you you recognize what makes you happy. Yeah. I just don't, that's not what makes me happy. And I I definitely will send all that to him. I, you guys did your event that day. Uh, and then, um, I met you guys down at uh, Justin's office and we were in his office and you guys were talking about the client that, you know, he had, um, worked for that you guys had worked for. And, uh, I just remember like Nate was working on something on the computer. Justin was kind of standing there talking to you. And I could see like you were like you were like listening, but you were like I could see your brain moving. Yeah. And I was just like sitting there. And you were like, Justin, you know what you should do next time? And he's like, What's that? And then you rattled off the most epic just business paragraph I had ever heard. Like you were like, yo, so like if we do this again. You should buy, I and mean, then you just were like, like I could just tell, like you were. Your brain is always moving. Your it
1: was brain, you're the, uh, so uh, on Justin's event to. Uh, we won't share the client just to to protect, but yeah. on, but on Justin's event, he was trying to stream. They were streaming multiple locations. It was a company that uh, has multiple locations across the southeast. They were trying to stream and uh, connect their employees to for a new grand opening. And they were trying to also connect their CEO, or owner, or whatever he was, and he was in Switzerland or Austria. There you go. Thank you. He was in Austria. We don't want to say
2: who he had lunch with, right?
1: He he was having lunch or no, he's having dinner because it was nighttime. He was having dinner uh, with a billionaire that owns a major retailer that you have in all your cities. Um, And, anyways, we're trying to patch this guy in and be. Because of the way the stream was working he got uh this guy is in his 70s and very low tech i mean he's like holding the phone like <laughs> like this like it was yeah. yeah it was it was it was what you think about when you face time with your grandpa um <laughs> yeah and anyways he got disconnected uh mid speaking and so they had to reconnect him and his phone number ended up being on on the screen on the display. Oh no! Um, we got they got Justin and Nate, and them got they got it fixed, they got it fixed very quickly. Um right. but it, but it was up there briefly. And Justin's client was he'd been working with the HR manager, and so I know what you're talking about, Shorty. I was just sitting there, I was like, okay, Justin, here's what you're gonna do. You're we because we had the video. I was like, okay, you're gonna take this video. We're gonna download the we're gonna download this. You're gonna cut out the video from that uh, and you're gonna we're gonna get it we're gonna finish it you're gonna upload it and then you're gonna reach out to your HR person in the morning and you're gonna say okay hey listen just follow up I know that we had mr. CEOs phone number on the screen yesterday we've already done X Y and Z this doesn't exist anywhere I just want you guys to be you know I just want you sleeping easy knowing that your CEO's phone number isn't on YouTube blah 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 blah. And I was just like, you're going to do this, this, and this, and she's going to love you because that's her fear. She's in HR. Um, And sure enough, I don't know whether he took all the steps, but he got an in-house account. So some of it worked.
2: Yeah. I I talked to him last week and I haven't, I haven't seen him uh, in a week and a half. And I was like, yo, man, what is going on with my camera? Hold on. Sorry. It's okay. It looks fine over here. I'm going to phone call. The problem is it doesn't,
1: it doesn't shut down. Like my, my, my brain is always going at that speed um, and i uh so, you know Kevin we talked earlier about a d d uh you were actually with me when I discovered quasi that I had a d d we were in uh Tampa together for d j oh, collective Dude. two um yeah. which uh, Brian, Joe, Jan, I, I love you guys, but DJ collective Two Tampa was the best one. Still the um, best one. Still the best one. Might,
2: Tampa might not exist after this week, but yes. So good point. Ooh,
1: yeah. R.I.P. But we were in Tampa together and, um, uh, I did not realize this, but, uh, cause I thought it was Vegas, but Tampa is the, uh, dancer capital of the world. Um, okay. And so we were going between clubs and I remember we were walking down the street in Tampa and I was talking about being a little bit tired. And uh uh a friend, a friend that was producing the event uh offered me an Adderall. And I was like, Hmm, I've never taken it. Like uh I'm and I'm I haven't uh, either. Uh, and I'm I'm pretty uh because drugs, drugs, and alcohol are what ruined my biological parents' lives, and so I'm, I'm very, I'm very cautious on the things that I put in my body. I didn't, I didn't drink until I was 22 or 23. Um, the cannab- trying cannabis at 35 is a is a funny story too. Um, but she off- she offered it to me, and I was like, well, uh, and she's like, you know, uh, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I've, let me try it. Um, and I took like half of one. I took like maybe a five and um i take it we go to another bar we're we're bar hopping we go to another bar we're there for not very long and we start walking to another place and i just remember walking down the street and i was like wait a minute guys is this like you guys like uh is this what y'all normally feel like all the time like you don't have a thousand voices going at one time and they all looked at me like the hell are you talking about (laughs) and so then i had to go to her and i'm like this is wild. Like I can focus like, and, uh, and at the same time we were dealing with some stuff with my oldest son determined. He has ADHD. He's hyperactive. Um, he's smart as hell, but he's hyperactive and we were getting him tested. And so we were uh, going through some play therapy and some stuff. And we're sitting in the plate sauce, and I'm like, I think I have ADD. And she's like, Oh, you for sure have ADD. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, and so I went and got tested, but yeah, trying an Adderall randomly. I was just like, it was amazing. The way stimul like the, for those of you that don't have it, uh, and I know that you see a lot of YouTube videos and hear a lot of stuff that makes you be led to believe that it is fake. But I assure you that it is not fake. You give me you give me stimulants, I, yeah. and my brain functions differently, and my ability to focus and lock in and do what needs to get done is completely different, which is wild.
0: Yeah, it's, a,
2: think... it's a. Sorry, having go ahead. go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say it's super frustrating. As so, so I wasn't <laughs> diagnosed until I dragged my own feet into the doctor's office and had everything done. You know, like the true testing of it all, because. Frankly, my parents had bought into the, the Kool-Aid, you know, of like, this isn't a real thing. You're just it's not focusing. Government. It's diet. It's,
1: it's, it's blue number one. It's sugar. It's right. all the things. Yeah.
0: Like, I have lived in your house this entire time. I'm not saying that what you have done to me has caused me to be distracted. I'm saying that there's something going on up here that I just needed help with. And I wish I had gotten it earlier. However, I also think it, it you know, it turns you into the person that you are. You know, so like I drug my feet into the doctor's office, got prescribed and everything. I've actually ever since COVID gotten off of my meds, which has been pretty cool because as, as focusing as they are, sometimes they take away a little bit of your emotions, unfortunately, because you get so hyper focused into stuff. So there is like a there's a real balance of there's such thing as way too much medication for ADD or ADHD, uh, yeah. you know, and and, and, and
1: yeah, Kev, I came into it with kind of that fear and concern. Um, and so, and I worked with my psychiatrist around it to get like, excuse me. So what I do is a, um, she prescribes me, uh, like 10 milligrams of Adderall. And I think i I think my vivance is an extended release. It, well, it is an extended release and it's a 20 or a 30. It's something. So I've got pretty low dosages for an adult. Um, right. and I use them. We worked it out cause I, I kind of like you, um, when I don't need to sit down at a desk and do emails and stuff like that, uh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay. Um, and so I use mine strategically. So to take the extended release to kind of cover, um, I usually take it around my lunchtime so that it helps me to be in a good zone whenever I'm, uh, picking up the kids and I've got to, you know, it, it takes me all the way from lunch until I get the kids to bed. And then I use the Adderall, um, just as a spot where wherever in the day I'm going to be doing my, my heavy office work that, that two or three hours that I need to be able to dial in. I've got a nice, just a a dosage that's going to take me to a spot where I can boom. And then it's going to drop off and, and go away. Uh, And and then you, but you, uh, there's a lot of things you can also do around your lifestyle. Like we talked about with the focus and, and helping it uh, to, to help your assist yourself And then, you know, for me and Kevin, if you choose to, if you and Teddy choose to have kids, you know, it's, uh, and that's, I don't mean this from a place of pressure. I just mean this from a setting your expectation. Like if you decide to become a father, like you have to yeah. know, you have to know that the genetically, the male passes it on. Um, and so you have a likelihood that if you have kids that they, they are, uh, have a higher chance of having it. Um, and then for me, like with Ethan, I'm already having to like, in light ways, helping him understand addiction, Um, because that, that's the biggest thing that I think that isn't talked about enough with ADD is how quickly and easily it leads to addiction. Um, because so many things give, uh, give dopamine like shorty for you and I, uh, I have to be cautious with how much I play. I love call of duty, but I have to be cautious with how much I play it because I can just be in the zone and, and, uh, I had to turn on, I actually, I know they annoy people, but I actually had to turn on the notifications for the time on my Xbox because I needed, I needed something to pop up and say, "You've been sitting here playing for three hours," and for me to be like, "Yeah, oh, this is not a good thing." Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah well, in the, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't because it's funny you mentioned that because De- demand and uh, DJ Daily and I were all in last night, and you can go to your like settings to see how many hours you've played the game. I, I don't. I'm a little embarrassed to like even say. I don't want to say. It. Okay. This is like since COVID no, to like no, today, to it's, ah, uh, fuck it. I'll just say it. So we were all looking at ours and like demand and daily and I were looking at ours. And uh, daily was like, how, uh, how, how like, what is your saying? And I was like, since I downloaded the game, uh, 35 days, like 18 hours and seven minutes.
0: No. So first off that also tracks the time that you spend, like if you left your Xbox or whatever PlayStation on overnight, it counts that oh, time really? too. So yes. Oh, I yes. always leave my It's not just playing. Home. It's like screen time, because... Logged in,
1: but it would be logged... You'd have to be logged into the Activision server. That is a... But I usually just leave it on. I don't know. I think you should Google that to get the clarification. See, if Nate Nate was on here, he would be more focused on how many wins do you have. Like, let's talk about... Like, let's compare wins. That would be um, a good
0: thing to do. It's like do an average game dude. time of the game, see how okay. many wins and losses so, you have. But
1: shorty, let's Lynn? let's bring this the other way, though. Wait, wait, pause though, because I, I think that you are in a good spot of recognizing, like, okay, I've I've spent a lot of time on here, probably a time that when you see that number, uh, I hope that it gives you at least a little bit of uncomfortableness in the sense of not oh, that it's oh, so yeah. much a bad thing, but like, okay. Should I be spending some other time on some other things, even if it's just making sure that like, you know, your health is in a spot headed, you know, well, and that's,
2: that's what I thought about. So, because I get on later, so it's like, I'm on, you know, all day, I'm at work, I'm in the office, Trent. I'm doing my thing. And then, you know, nine, 10, 11 o'clock at night, like we'll hop on, but, you know, you hop off at like two, two 30 in the morning. And then you're getting up at, you know, eight nine AM, nine 45. And like, you're like, I'm not you know, my sleep schedule's all off. I'm eating terribly. Like, you know, there's, there's a whole thing that kind of plays into it.
1: But I would challenge you. The thing I would, where I was going to bring up shorty is like the, that doesn't take away from, um, it doesn't take away from the good that has also come out of some of that stuff. And, oh totally if we were you know some people would have trouble wrapping their brains around it because of their feelings towards violent video games and blah 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 but like Call of Duty Warzone having that outlet that connection in 2020 to have other uh, male interaction was Mm -hmm. uh, truly it was one of the it was one of the handful of like things that I could lift off in 2020 that saved my sanity um, yeah. because it was so – for people like us that are so social and so used to being out in groups and at events and stuff like that, it was incredibly depressing to be stuck, to feel stuck. Um, And I just remember well, –
2: Nate would do those uh, Warzone Wednesdays where we would have 40 DJs just you – or know, however many can fit yeah, in like a literally. thing, and you would all just be in this little room and shooting each other. And yes, I understand the violence thing like some people – hear that and go, well, wait, what? But they were like, but oh, like, man, but that's like, a great literally... example
1: though. the gulag showers. So there's a level called gulag showers <laughs> that shorty is re- is referring to. And it is a, it is a very small map. And we put a bunch of people in there and play free for all everybody versus everybody. It was just fun. And, and we were
2: all yelling at each other. And... and it was
1: fun because we would do free. We would try to do teams and the free for all was more fun because we could all converse. And, and mm-hmm. at yeah. a certain point, it was just spawn dying, and uh, and so you're just you got the spot where you just laugh and, and having fun together because you're all being
2: especially during dumb. a time, especially during a time where uh you know all the country except for South Carolina apparently you know were locked down. I mean it, it really was like you know and, and I we well, I make the joke like we were open COVID too. Was... So like when you mentioned that like when
1: Kevin was talking about when he came in March, what he was referring to is Texas had reopened like South Carolina in may the previous year They we you know both of our states shut down for about eight weeks two, six eight weeks months. something like that yeah. um and then we reopened our, our states were among the two that were leading the charge on let's reopen some of that is a, a, Political, a uh a, God. yeah and but also some of it's a little bit of just kind of get her done mentality of like who cares and our states also uh, have like cities that are densely populated there's a lot of people in the cities and then large areas of <laughs> of tracts of land where there's very few people yes. um and yeah. and
2: and whereas it is different in New York City and Philadelphia and and yeah. the and
1: the the urban versus rural experience for with covid was very very different because in uh, i I married a rancher's daughter Uh, and where she grew up in Oklahoma, there's 400 people in the town. When we went back up there, May of 2020 to do her, uh, niece's wedding, they were unfazed by it because, you know, they live in a community where the county has, the whole county maybe has 50,000 people. Your risk is incredibly low. No one's traveling anywhere. And the, the other piece of that though, is like, it was that we, we had an outlet. Like I loved having an outlet, you know, Jen, uh, I've, I've praised my wife at multiple times, multiple spots. This in this podcast, I'd do it again here because she would, she was okay. And at peace with the fact that like I needed to go play video games. Uh, She never made me, uh, she never made me feel bad about it every now and then she'd be, you know, she would communicate like, I'd like to have some time with you to watch a movie or watch a show. Um, But she never made me feel bad about the video games. Because she knew that, especially in that time, that it was a necessary thing. Like I needed to have some, I needed to have some other human interaction.
2: Yeah. Well, Kevin and I would not be doing this show right now if it weren't for. I mean, I met demand on how crazy the, is that? Demand goes, demand right. goes. Hey, you need to check out this dude, DJ Hi Kevin. He does Twitch, and I was like, Hi Kevin, like, what, like is he smoking weed on? Hey. like what is? It? And then like yeah. you know, I see him on Twitch. And we all know the story about how we own that. I've told it a thousand times. But like literally now my best friends from the DJ world, I mean Demand and Kevin. I mean, I talk to them every single day. And now Nate, yeah. I mean Nate, Kevin, man. And now there's like group chats. Like I now am in a group chat with Drew and Fuse and Kevin oh. and Demand and Justin the DJ and Tony and you know and and so it's like I feel almost like because we all can get in that place where we're like fuck the world and i can at least text the group chat and there's just dumb dick joke things that go on in the group chat it's just what boys are uh and glenn Let's, we'd love to uh, include you in the group chat as well your number but we'll, we'll, we'll put you in we'll make that happen. i will say i messaged i messaged glenn i was selling a bunch of stuff and we'll tell the story and then we'll get to dad jokes but i yeah. we told this we told the story last week in the podcast the digital Dave. i think we did and Glenn had messaged me about the sound switch boxes, and he's like, "How much do you want for them?" And I was like, "I don't know. I'll just give you like two fifty for them." Then I didn't hear from him for like four or five hours, and he goes, "Never mind. I have to get an electrician." <laughs> and I replied and I said, "You don't need an electrician. You just plug them in." Like I was waiting for like that. I was like, "This is the greatest joke ever." I'm sorry. Bud. I see Glenn read it, and then nothing. <laughs> I didn't get a single response.
1: Hey, man, that that goes back to, like, the the reality. The the perception is that what I do is glamorous and glorious. The reality is right. that there are days that I see you're selling a sound switch, and I'm like, man, that could be cool for adding to one of my DJ setups, blah, blah, blah. Contrasted with my general manager being like, hey, we need to do this uh, electrical change at the warehouse, and it's going to be $5,000. And I'm like, oh. Right. I don't have extra money to spend on anything else because the electrician is going to take it. Awesome! Yeah! Yay! Yay! Me! Good times! Joices. But it's crazy what the video, <laughs> but it's crazy what the video games led to. Like, Shorty, you're 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 right. Like, it's I've crazy. made so many connections from playing that game um, that have led to real life connections. Now, a lot of it is because of the shared the DJ side of things and the playing together and the math parties and such. Um, but it is impressive and it's amazing how that's come to be uh you know kevin you may have to travel to dallas in the spring because uh mirtha and uh dan and i are talking about having like a uh an old school sleepover when the new zelda comes out um
0: Dude, I'm already there. <laughs> I'm already there. I was talking to Dan about it because he was mentioned at it. Like yeah, I'm I such. There's literally you can't see it right now because it's blocked by the albums. But I have uh, Breath of the Wilds mixed with a Starry Night like behind me, dude, like a tapestry thing. Those so, can be the yeah. best
1: days, man. Such we a had insane. a. Um, uh, you guys know I do a ski trip with. I do a ski trip with a bunch of my guys every year, yeah. and uh, 2018 or 19, we went to Tahoe, and uh, we. We land in Reno, get to the shuttle, and we knew that it was going to snow, uh, and they're on a blizzard warning, and so we lose a day of skiing because of a blizzard. And uh, you know, Nate and Dom and uh, Matt and and Adante uh, and those guys—they're so de- they're so bummed out. They're so depressed. We're losing a day of skiing. Blah 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 blah. And I was like, I was like. Let's go. We're going to go do uh we're going to go do something we do a makeshift pub crawl and we started walking around grabbing drinks and then we walked wandered over to the grocery store and bought a nerf football and a sled and we found a little hill with uh, where they packed where they were clearing the snow and it packed it in and we threw the football and we're doing diving catches in the snow and all these things and it was like and the moment we were all depressed uh, at, the, at the time there, everybody was kind of bummed about the losing the ski day. And, but it turned out it, it was like being, it was like having a snow day when you're, when you're 12 years old. And, and we hadn't, you know, uh, for those of us that were parents, we had no kids, no spouses. There was no commitments. It was just us in Tahoe being able to be silly and stupid, um, maybe having some things to help aid that along. Um, but we were able to, to be there and be present. And it was, it was, it was like getting to have a snow day with my friends. So it was an oh. amazing experience.
0: I got goosebumps, dude. It's a great story.
2: Uh, the, uh, you guys
0: are just so fun. That's all.
2: I, I know we were kind of running up one on time here, Glenn. I do appreciate you coming to Greenville and also seeing me awkwardly flirt with the waitress. I think we should at least end with that story. Uh, but see, we do you were jerks.
1: awkward. Uh, well, it was more than the people around you made it awkward. Like they did like Kevin, uh, like uh, Justin intentionally was trying to make it awkward for you.
2: Just well, here again, just knowing Nate now, you know, for a while. Now I'm scared to go to dinner with him because it was it was she did. She barely got her name out. Say, hey, I'm Tyson taking your order tonight. Hey, Tyson, you get, and that's a terrible Oklahoma accent, I know, but like, Hey, Tyson, are you single? Cause shorty sure is, and just like right off the rip, like not even like, not even a hello. My name is Nate. Just like a, this is it. And, um, Save that imitation, I say, Kevin, like, that's going to be
1: perfect for the, that's going to be perfect for the gram. Well,
2: right. Lo- <laughs> looking at that moment, like looking back, I did think about it. I was like, I think I kind of need a Nate to like break the ice with that sort of thing. 'Cause then once I get in the flow of things and I'm talking like I'm I think I am fine. Like we were having a conversation, everything was going well. You know, the down part is that, you know, she was married. So like that's obviously I don't I don't I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not gonna mess around like that. Um and so that's where things kinda of fell apart. Yeah, Kev, she was and...
1: legit like it was not a oh I'm sorry I have a boyfriend. It was talking back and then well, I'm actually going to this bar. My husband is the bartender there. It was very like a still a flirty and then like she
2: showed up. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was like okay, this escalated and
2: fast. She kept, oh, and then she kept coming around like talking, and at this point, I'm just like over it. I'm like, yeah, I, what? Come on, like you, you played me like in the restaurant, and now you're trying to like butter me up and and in the bar next to your husband. And if you guys are into swinging stuff, fine, but that's not me, like. And then she comes over and she's whispering in my ear. She's like, hey, I heard you guys talking about Call of Duty. Like, you know, you should get my Call of Duty tag. And, like, Nate is, like, trying to pull me out of the door. This, so He's like, well, I think we should leave. Like, I don't know what's going on right now. Like, it was just all this. But, again, I look back at this situation. I'm like, I think I just need to move to Dallas and just, Nate, just be my wingman. Like, just start the conversation, and I'm good to go from there. You would, like
1: you would fit in well in Dallas.
2: Other
0: wingmen.
1: It's very similar. But, man, I uh... – <laughs> Greenville is so pretty though. Like it's a beautiful, beautiful city. Um, Thank you. I, I really, I was, I, I did not know what to expect. And, and I wasn't like, I don't mean that from a place of like, I expected it to be podunk or anything like that. I just didn't know what to expect because I haven't spent much time in South Carolina. And, um, I was amazed by how your city is, uh, embracing, uh, the old with the new and that we can grow and still stay true to the character of the city but that we have to bring in new employers and you know kind of new happenings
2: so yeah we're greenville's one of those towns cities 20 years ago you know there was nothing and now it's uh we get we're two sided when it comes to like cuz now like greenville's on every top 10 list you can you can just type in greenville stuff that a top 10 and seven pages of top ten has come up. It's a place and I'll to move. never forget. I'll never forget one. It was during COVID, like toward the end of like 2020. Uh, the Washington Post put us on the front page, and we were like, uh, "But like, yeah, but no, like we don't." Because then it's just like everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, let's move," you know, to Greenville. And I think it's what it was. It was like the number one spot in the country to move to is Greenville, South Carolina, and. The, all of us that day, like anybody in Greenville, we're all like on Facebook, like, yeah, like it's nice to have the recognition, but, but please know, like maybe on page five. Well,
1: oh. I really liked Greenville. I will say that, uh, I liked it you a lot move here. It's fine. Uh, I would love to move there, but my, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm deeply here. Um, uh, my place that I'd love to move to is, uh, is Colorado and my wife put the oh, kibosh man. on that. Um, she doesn't like the snow. She she likes the mountains, but she doesn't like she's out on the snow. And uh, I'm like, man, I just don't like the heat. Like the heat here is brutal. But yeah, uh, I I think more. I hope your airport continues to develop paths because, um, yeah, you know, if that, the that,
2: that, that needs help.
1: Yeah, because it would be a so if if the if the path uh, I would I would definitely say that if the path if the, the DJ retreat. Concept keeps growing. Greenville will be a great spot to bring people to.
2: Yeah, I. Uh, the other thing that they've actually talked about too, is, and that if they do this, uh, man it'll be amazing there they've been talking about it for so long but they've been talking about putting a speed rail from atlanta to greenville to charlotte so we're, oh. we're directly in the middle of charlotte and atlanta that's killer so you could hop on a fucking train and be in atlanta in 30 minutes you could hop on a train and be in charlotte in 30 minutes and then from there you can just wow. connect to wherever you want that would be amazing because uh,
1: atlanta's traffic is terrible
2: it's stupid yeah I w- it's stupid. so funny i was talking to my aunt My aunt and uncle are in uh, Greenville tonight or this week from New Jersey, and they flew into Atlanta. And I was like, look,
1: I know we're
2: two hours from Atlanta, and if I have a concert I want to go to, it's always Charlotte because it's so easy to get in and out of the city of Charlotte than it is Atlanta. Um, but i i would love that if like dj collective or yeah when think tank conference. was
1: when think tank was in hilton head uh i flew into atlanta that was, i took my flew into atlanta took the kids and we went into the aquarium which is amazing um but mm-hmm. yeah i was talking to david and justin after the fact and i was just like guys what is up with atlanta's roads and they're like oh it's always that way and i was just like it, it makes no sense because it's not like i was like i them like I understand when there's a wreck or something like that and it causes a backup. I was like, I don't understand when I sit in traffic for an hour just nothing. to get up and find that there's literally nothing, not even construction. Yeah. It's like, what in the world?
2: We make the joke that it takes two hours to get to Atlanta and then two hours to get into Atlanta. Because it's like, <laughs> like once you get to – like once you get into kind of that I-85 corridor like we're in the kind of outskirts of Atlanta – Glenn's not wrong. Like you could sit in traffic for two and a half hours and there is no wreck. It's just traffic. And then, and also they have like eight lanes on the interstate. This isn't like they have three lanes. Like they've got enough. I'm
1: talking about a very large highway. Like I'm on a very large highway (laughs) heading East from Atlanta out towards Savannah and Hilton head. I'm on a very large highway and it's just not moving. It's wild. Absolutely wild. You know, Kevin, I, the, uh, the Tampa the collective Tampa experience is is really what shaped my desire and idea to do uh you know I've I've been talking about the DJ retreat for a while and it's it's something that we're going to do in 2023 and it's it's because of the experience that we had in Tampa like it was such an amazing time together the 24 of us or whatever it was being uh being in a small group and um you know I've been talking it's it's i'm so lucky like you guys were you know i know that people think i'm like oh you're lucky that you have the djs and you think about it from a, a financial standpoint but i'm i'm very fortunate to have you know nate and tony and justin and peter and dom and all these amazing people that i can say okay i'm thinking about doing this you know but tear holes in my idea like just rip it apart tell me what you like tell me what you don't like um I just have these incredibly wise people that I can, I can get feedback from. And so like Justin and I have been talking about it a lot and he's like, you know, he's just, you know, that kid with his vision for social media is just rip roaring with like, okay, we could do a, we could do a content shoot and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, that would be cool. I was like, yeah, what if we didn't do, you know, what if it wasn't, there was no education time. Like the idea is not to have uh, speakers and education. The idea is to come and you're going to connect. You're going to make the, you're going to develop relationships. You're going to, uh hopefully you're gonna create content. we you know, uh we were even talking about that we may set up like a road setup and allow, you know, people to record podcasts because a bunch of people have podcasts. It would be like if you had a bunch of people in the same spot, how amazing to give them a, a makeshift studio to to go home and have things to to drop when they're when they're they're moving forward. So
0: Yeah.
2: We have a yeah. premier party entertainment podcast. So like we like our, our we have clients that like couples when their wedding is done, we bring them back in. Oh, so uh, that's cool. To them. So, dude, steal the idea. Like, if you guys, it's, it's, def- and I have, I have couples that come in, and there's one girl that came in like three weeks ago. She goes, I've listened to everything, every single thing you have on that podcast. I've listened to every interview. Like, and wow. it's like, like, super, almost great fans right? of like that sort of stuff. So, we want to uh, do a, definitely like, that's a, we're going
1: to do a float trip first. I think is what we've decided. We, uh, we wanted to do ski trip first, but skiing is such a big, it's a big hurdle. It's a big threshold. Um, skiing for those of you that don't do it is, is a, it's an expensive sport. Um, the, unfortunately a couple of companies have bought up most of the mountains and, you know, lift tickets are in excess of a hundred bucks a day, ski rentals getting there. Uh, but I think we will do a ski one. It's just, we're not going to start there. We're going to do a float so we can do, um, a little more digestible, a little easier and, uh, yeah. and it's something we know a little bit better. Um, but I, I'm yeah. excited to see where it may, I'm excited to see where it may land. And, um, it's just gonna be different. Like that's the thing I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm like excited about trying it. Cause I've been talking about it for a while, but I'm also a little fearful because it's like, it's this weird and different thing. And like I told you guys, I got a chip on my shoulder that I don't, uh, that I don't get to, to speak and lead. Um, but yeah, Kevin Tampa convinced me that it was, a. Uh, that it could be a thing.
0: Well, I, what I loved about Tampa is in the first day, I took 18 pages of notes, <laughs> size 12 font. You know, I was just groove and taking notes cause I wanted to bring something back because nobody else from the company was there. Right. Yeah. Um, what, what I really got out of it was <laughs> amazing, clearly, Kevin, like
1: that is the wild thing to me is, uh, is our trajectory together revolved around, uh, I better not name his name, having a vasectomy issue. I can issue. bleep it out. You can say uh, it if well, you want. <laughs> vasectomy issue made he yes. had to stay home. And so he's yeah. like, Kevin, you have to go on my place. And Kevin, uh, to your credit, man, like you were a little overwhelmed because you were you were thrown into the deep end with, I mean, it's – uh, listen, I was, a, I, I'm not one of the main names there. There was Digital Dave was there. Mike Walter was there. Uh, I mean, a lot of very heavy hitters. Um, and I really was just kind of the, I was more or less Nate's sidekick invite. Um, and Kevin, you were like a little deer in the headlights. Like, okay, this is crazy. And then you are like, okay, let's do it. Jump in. Um, and that was our first real chance to like hang out, hang out. Um, yeah. And you're right. It was, it was this crazy time of, you're getting a lot of notes. You're learning so much stuff. Uh, but it was also so the nice thing there was, and that's the hard part. That's the, the, um, I'm so like, I want to go on record. Like I'm so incredibly proud and happy for DJ collective for Joe and for Brian and for Jason. I love, I love what the collective has become, regardless of what people feel about how much they're charging. Uh, hear me as someone that has had to produce other DJ shows, uh, while it feels like what they're charging is expensive, it is expensive to have ballroom space and all the like. Producing a show is incredibly, incredibly expensive. They are not, uh, they are not driving Bentleys because they're they're doing this show. Um, so I love what they built, and I under the the capitalist in me understands why they needed to take it. Like that, they have the ability to sell. That they have the ability to sell two hundred tickets. I mean, that, that they have that ability. I'm like, damn, I'm so proud of him. I am like so happy for him. It just yeah. it just makes me a little sad because that that 24 was so special.
0: So special, man. And and honestly, like some of the the best relationships that I still keep up with. Yeah. You know, to this day. We literally just I sat behind Dave Lander. I didn't know who he was, but at one point I caught myself because he was making an edit during the like the presentation. So I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> you know, like not paying attention to whoever was talking at the time. You know, I sat behind Kristen Wilson. And I remember the first words I said to her was like, listen, I know you don't know me or who I am, but your hair's fucking perfect. Like, that was literally the first words that I said to her. You know, Jason Henninger, I still talk to him all the time. Dude,
1: Henninger is, is a quiet giant that people don't know about. And I And he is somebody that I met and became friends with and have gotten much closer to. But our connection started uh, in Tampa. Like, I remember him and I sitting at that steakhouse. We got assigned to the table together. And yeah. he was so excited. And he told me about... Uh, how much weight he had like, it was just, it was unpeeling this onion of, you know, I've lost, uh, like a hundred pounds. He'd lost a lot of weight and, oh, wow. How'd you do that? Oh, I did keto. Oh, cool. Nate has just been doing keto. I I'm kind of familiar with that concept. Yeah. I got into it because my dad, my dad passed away of a heart attack at, I can't remember what age, but fairly young, too young to be doing it. And, uh, him being a father himself was like, I, I, I can't let this be my, I can't let this be my story. Um, Right. And so he went on keto, lost a ton of weight. Uh, he's a uh, trained, like his background has been like engineering or something like that. He's got this incredible uh, education that he could go do a lot of things. And then <laughs> as you're unpeeling that onion, you find out this mofo, when he was a little bitty kid, kid, like when he was like 10 years old, was a world ranked archerist. World rank. I
0: didn't know that. Yeah,
1: you apparently apparently you put a you put a bow and arrow in this Joker's hands and he is he is lethal from a distance.
2: Wow. Wow. He's really
0: good at this Red Dead, Dead Redemption.
2: Stuff. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, listen. So uh, and I feel like I always end the podcast, or we always end the podcast like this. But we have been ridiculed for going too long. Sometimes I, I we are trying to shorten I it. I
2: Feel like I could go another two hours with Glenn, but also I know Glenn has Easy. a life and things to do. And then it's just two right. hours thank to, you, I love you guys. I want to have you back. Appreciate you. that. Uh, we love you too, well, man.
1: And maybe at some point you guys can have G Money on, but we'll just have to see if we can work that out. You know, it's kind of like hey. it's like Elon Musk being on uh, Joe Rogan. There's some things that have to that have to line up, but we can talk about it
0: for sure, man. Yeah, 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 We would love to we listen, bro, you you gotta come back on even if it's just Glenn Roush talking again. Heck yeah. You know, we we just I love talking to you, man, and, and you're so inspiring whether you think you are or not. Um you did say that you would work up a dad joke. Do you have anything ready as a real father? We love to hear it from dads. You
1: know? I don't I don't have a good one. I'm jokes are not You're a
0: little more off the cuff too. Jokes right? are not my strength, yeah. Like you're a f fu- I know you're a funny guy because you've made me laugh plenty of times. Um, but, uh, Shorty loves to rank my jokes really poorly. Okay. Um, we, the guests because... I do.
2: Okay. <laughs> both, they've been mediocre at best the past couple of weeks. I, well, I,
0: I've been I've been working with that. Knowing that the things that I've been saying haven't been working. I've been trying to go a slightly different direction. Um, so I, uh, I, I will say I actually, because everything was going so poorly, I went to the doctor because, uh, on top of all of the bad jokes I've been telling, I've been having a lot of irregular bowel movements. Um, and he, di- he diagnosed me with all kinds of weird shit.
1: <laughs> I like it. Uh, oh, you, you got a headphone <laughs> toss? Yes. Shorty's gone.
0: Shorty's gone. Yes. Shorty's gone. That means it's good. It good. That, that means, good means it's good. That is a good you one. Know? I like it. He's actually completely. That's gone. a solid one. Exactly. He walked out the door. <laughs> Jordy, we're ready for you again. I'm <laughs>
1: gonna need a ride to the airport, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for taking us to the airport of the crack of dawn, man. Appreciate you. That's a real friend. Sorry, He's I would you go thank
2: throw you up outside. that joke is so terrible. Come back. <laughs> terrible.
1: That's a great. That's a great joke. Terrible. No.
0: The worse they are, the better they are. The worse they are, the I better heard they airport. are. That's all I heard. Sorry. Um, he was thanking you for taking them to the airport.
2: Absolutely, man. Listen, you. Again, I can have you. I could. We could talk for another two hours, but I, I know we can't. Uh, but but I just don't think I'm not going to text you a million questions now because uh, you you just you're one of the smartest fucking individuals I think I've ever met. You, Nate, I, but, and that's the other thing that like the you guys are like uh uh like like a superhero do du- what's a superhero duo Batman and Robin maybe sure, sure I don't know that's nice. like. Sure. You guys are – I've never seen the movie, so I don't know. But you the, – just the two of you, not, like, just, like, take all your other team out. Like, not that they're not important, but just you and Nate together. Like, you know, if it were just the two of you, I think, like, it's incredible. But then you just have, like, Justin. you got Matt, and you've got – I don't know how you did it. I really don't. Like, you've got so many incredible people Bro, on your team. Matt your wife is beautiful. and Dominic. Your kids are beautiful.
1: Matt Murtha and Dominic responded to a Craigslist ad in 2014 or 13. I'd have to, yeah. But, like, they were they the same Craigslist ad. I, I landed those two DJs. And that's why I always joke, like, that was truly the greatest Craigslist find I've ever had. Uh, we don't use Craigslist anymore, but we were using it then. And, uh, no, right. Listen, I'm talking about 10 years ago, but at the time time it was it was a viable thing. And, um, I I found those two jokers from the same ad and like, I didn't know it at the time, obviously, but now it's just like, it's wild. It's so crazy that, that that was the way that these two guys ended up in my, my sphere.
2: That's crazy. And well, then you got good for you. You, know, you, know. you got your 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 private jet. It's just it's truly really <laughs> incredible. You know?
1: I got a Tesla. It feels like a jet when I go fast,
2: but I t- I've dude, never what, driven what? in a Tesla in a Tesla. Oh, Tesla. So what
0: a contrast fun. from your previous vehicle yeah. as well, which was a literal the monster, monster truck. truck.
1: It was a Tundra. It was a big Tundra V eight. At, at my best, I would get twelve miles to the gallon. At my best, and because uh, yeah. it was all jacked up, my wife got it for me for my birthday. Um, and it was fun, but it was so impractical, like, especially in an urban setting. Like if I lived out in a rural setting, it'd be great, but like taking it into a downtown setting, trying to park it or having to deal with, Oh, I'm too tall for this garage. That's going to be a problem. Uh, But yeah, I swapped it. it. I swapped it for a Tesla (laughs) from one to the other November of last year before everything blew up. Um, and then all of a sudden gas started going through the roof and I had the electric vehicle.
2: Am I Am I okay, I might have the story wrong. Did you crash the Tesla or am, am I making that up? Uh
1: no, I did crash, I, I did crash the Tesla. Um we so, <laughs> I think that yeah, it was back at the end of May. Uh Tony Pre is a big uh New York Rangers fan. And they had just won one of their game sevens to advance. Um and we we had all been texting, I think it was a Sunday, we'd all been texting when it was going on. And I had made a joke about, uh, that if they win, we'll go to the casino. And they were all like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, okay, let's go. I'll drive. And so we're driving up there and there's a storm and we hit some water and, uh, and we did, we went Tony Hawk style. I think we did like three full turns. Sick. Um, you know, yeah. the nice thing about a Tesla is that the battery is the battery is across the, it's pretty, uh, not like flat, like a piece of paper, but it's flat across the bottom. Um, and so the weight right. is pretty evenly distributed. So, we didn't roll. We didn't have any, we just spun. The, the scary part was seeing, um, seeing the other headlights. My, my, I kind of was confident that we weren't going to roll, but I thought we were going to get hit by another car. And just by, just by the grace of God, none of those cars hit us. We spun, 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 went into the center and we hit the, the grass, the grass slowed us down. And I went and my back, my back, Spun into the uh, the concrete wall, so I've got a back quarter panel that I'm still waiting to get replaced. But it was one of those like we were all sitting there, and it was just like, like wow, we were stunned. We were by Bucky's, by the way. We were by the Bucky's, of course, uh, of course. So we went and stopped it. So we, I was like, I I stepped out. It was pouring rain. I looked. I was like, okay. The tires are all inflated. I think it's drivable. Let's drive up the Bucky's where we'll have an overhang and kind of figure some of this stuff out. Yeah, so we drove to Bucky's, yeah. reset, and we still went to we still went to the casino and, uh, and yeah. gambled and had fun.
0: Hey, you guys already had your luck.
2: Yeah, you know? got it out so of the way. Well keep riding got it out of the way. And was yeah. Nate Nelson in the car with you? Or Nate no? was in the
1: car with me. It was me, Nate, Justin, and Tony. So.
2: Because Nate would have probably been, I, you know, I bet you that you could do it four times. You could spin the car four times. You only spun <laughs> three. so well, I wouldn't.
1: Luckily, I had been playing a lot of Forza at the time, and uh, <laughs> and so countersteering was yeah, down. So I, huh? I actually handled it yeah. pretty well. They were all silent. I mean, rightfully so. And I'm and they're like, all we heard was Glenn being like, "Oh fuck! Oh shit!" Oh, and I was just cursing, but I was mostly cursing because I could see the car, so it was just like,
0: huh, huh, right, huh. right. It was every spin you said, oh, fuck, probably, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. probably, right. bro. And that that's that's very because uh, I've been the driver of a vehicle filled with uh, three other people and I've gone from like a dry road to a uh, covered in stone type road. They do fresh oil, loose stone in Connecticut where okay. I grew up. So like we hit one of those and all of a sudden I was, you know, I was literally counter steering and I had people grabbing handles and yelling and screaming and I literally, I got out of the counter steers and I was like, yo, can everyone just shut the fuck up? Like, I got it. I just needed everyone to chill out, you know? absolutely like, Kevin. And they're routine. like, my well, you almost killed And I was like, no, you did.
1: Dude, my wife rolled you her first car. It. She had a little RAV4, and she rolled her first car on a gravel road, uh, taking a turn too fast. So, like, it is a very mm. real thing. Um, and I wasn't driving dangerously in that moment. But, yes, an electric vehicle, if you haven't ridden a Tesla, it is it is wild. I mean, the, the, like mine is the long, I have a long range Y. Um, so it's the, mm-hmm. the quote unquote crossover of the other ones. Right. And so it's not the fastest one. And it's zero to 60 in like four and a half seconds. Um, still fast. Still, still very, very fast. Like, very uh, quick. when my kid, when I'm, when I have to accelerate, I tell my kids, flinky dog mode, like flinky dog at Disney World, because it's the same, same like, <laughs> takeoff and uh, yeah. kind of prepares them. And I just, I, I want to ride in one of the plaids. Cause I can't imagine what zero to 60 at two and a half, like almost half the time. Oh. I, I can't imagine what it is um, because where an electric is really bonkers. Like the zero to 60 is impressive. And it's like a back in your seat kind of thing. But like yeah. if we're on a highway and a clear highway and the, the ability to go from 60 to 110 with very little effort is real like, that's really where you can show off the speed is because you just, and it just, because it doesn't have to convert fuel to anything. The power is there. Yeah, it's just right. Boom. And yeah, that it's like that, uh, that sound that people use on reels and TikToks the, uh, <laughs> it's got three speeds here, there, and gone <laughs> power. You know, yeah. like it's like that. It really is.
0: Yep. Those things. That's electric power though. That's the future. Everybody. So what you know, are they going to be strap in? ten years? Your belts on.
1: Thank you for having Dude, me, guys. I, I really lo-
0: appreciate it, bro. It's been so much fun having you on, and honestly, we could go again. We will go again another time. Yeah. Um, for those of you that have hung you on, done uh, dad phone, jokes.
2: Are you done? We're done. You good? Yeah. You don't. Yeah, you don't want to tell anymore. You're good with dad jokes. We're done.
0: Yeah, let's keep people wanting yeah. more. You know, yeah, this way I don't yeah. have or to. Or find not, that one. You you know,
2: or dad joke. That might yeah. have been the last dad joke we tell in the show ever. Yeah, that might be it. It's, we it's weird how, like the, you know,
0: when this stuff starts to fizzle out, we listen to the crowd, you know? So if if dad jokes aren't it, if we get to spend 10 more minutes working with Glenn, which uh, Glenn, do you want to do us a favor and just let everybody know where they can find you? Uh,
1: yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram or Facebook. It's just Glenn Roush, Glenn with two N's and R-O-U-S-H. Uh, I will prep you that I, I can be a fun and interesting follow, but I don't post nearly as much as anybody else um, because I'm, I'm, first of all i'm pretty far in the grind on stuff and second of all like all the earlier conversation about add i have to be limited on how much time i give the social medias
0: true very they're true. addicting well there you go For everybody there
2: you go yes. Also, don't yes, be yes, before you know you're uploading this so,
0: yeah. yeah yeah so uh yeah, yeah. give us uh shorty take us out bro take us out Shorty.
2: um next week um we, we may or not may or may not have dad jokes so, uh, you just, you just gotta stay tuned, you know, that's just, that's just where it's at, but that's just where it's at people. Okay. Where we're at, people. And our our guest <laughs> next week, people, uh, you know, we're going to leave you hanging people, but you know, you know, people, you know, people, sometimes you just got to watch my Instagram, TikTok, people. Is that a, is that a good enough? Tease? That's, a good, that's a great, that's a great tease, dude. Tease. That's a perfect. That's tease. a great team. Well, you that's know who tease. we're having on next week? Just from that. Tease? I know who
1: you're having on next week. And I'm, uh, it's a good get. He's a very intelligent and very, uh, funny person. I think that people just think he's sarcastic, but it's a very smart dude. Oof,
0: oof,
2: Alright, people. Alright, All right, people. people. Till the next time, people.
0: remain Thanks for checking out the Radio Shorty Podcast with DJ Hi Kevin. New episodes drop every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as videos on our YouTube page. For exclusive clips and highlights, check out our Instagram and TikTok at Radio Shorty Podcast, and we will see you next Tuesday.